This is amazing. Isn't it? Look how wild it is out. It's beautiful. It's out. unbelievable. The sun, the sun came out. It was really, the sun really is out. Really this morning. But it's usually, great. usually there's like a 40 kilometer wind howling through here, <laughs> and it's uh, we're all trying to hang on to our papers, and uh, it's unbelievable. Good afternoon. I'm Scott Thompson, mix master Jim Carrier, back in the house. Gosh, as always, a delight to be here every and year. To participate in this every year. How long oh. have we been doing this? I was about to ask that. I don't know. Uh, certainly not the 43 years that that's been no. going so far. No. But, uh, yeah. I would say maybe, you close though maybe, forty. No, I'm kidding. I think it's fifteen years. Fifteen, probably I think it's something yeah. like that. Well, when did you start? I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, it's fabulous down here. Uh, they've got the Ferris wheel out. Santa's stopping by later. The, the Ooh, stage is being that. set up. There's going to be music playing, and then of course around six thirty this afternoon, uh, we are going to like the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope officially kicking off the forty third edition of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. And this is our signature event for this festive season. Uh, this weekend, we're broadcasting live at Lime Ridge Mall as well on Saturday and Sunday. And inviting you to check out the website at 900CHML.com with all the different ways that you can help us help the kids coming up this Christmas. You've got a few of those ways. Because initially, this started as a toy drive. And uh, a toy drive in, in, in Operation Santa Claus with Jimmy Lomax and such. But we're really asking you to bring a new unwrapped toy to 875 Main Street West, any fire hall in Hamilton, any McDonald's location in Hamilton as well. Uh, you can make a cash donation via the website. There's various uh, financial institutions that are listed on the website as well. And all of those are a great way for you to uh, help us help the kids. We're going to introduce to you over the course of this afternoon some of the great organizations that not only help us raise the funds, but will also give you a bit of an idea of where some of those funds go. About five $5.7 million have been raised since this all started back in 1976. It is. It's amazing. Yeah, Over 40 absolutely. children's charities in the greater Hamilton area. I think area. in our lifetime we're going we're gonna to hit $6 million. You I could I. see that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The way we're going. All right. We're going to take a quick break here and uh, introduce you to an organization that year after year after year never ceases to amaze us in the spirit they bring to the CHML uh, Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. It is 3.08. We are coming back live at Gore Park for the lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. Light the tree this afternoon at about 6.30. I'm Scott Thompson. Mixmaster Jim Carrier is in the house. We want to introduce you to uh, the people from the Realtors Association of Hamilton, uh, Burlington, and the amount of work that these people do, it is, uh, it, it, it's unbelievable uh, uh, from year to year how they try to outdo themselves and uh, and bring us a bigger check every year. I'd uh, like to introduce to you Kathy Della Nebbia, uh, incoming next year's president. Again? Kathy Della Nebbia. Perfect. Wasn't that what I said the first time? It is, but I wanted you to practice a bit because you're probably going to say it again. Uh, for the realtors, like, what is it? He's been here for 11 minutes. Uh, realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, uh, President and Charity Auction Task Force member, and Brian Shaw is with us, uh, Director and Charity Auction Task Force member as well. Kathy and Brian, thanks so much for coming. Great to see you again. You thanks as well, for Scott. Having us. And we're joking that it was, you know, usually you guys kick this off every year and, and help us start the broadcast. And uh, boy, I can see hands without gloves on them and heads without uh, toques on them. So right? it's, I, a, it's a nice year this year <laughs> to be joining us. Thanks for arranging that for us. <laughs> I wish I could. I, I Talk to Jim. He may have more to do with it than I do. Uh, anyway, 
talk about this year's edition of the Realtors Auction. This thing, well, maybe start with how it all began and then where you are today. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, well, th this started years ago, back in the early 80s, as a little cocktail night mm -hmm. uh, that uh, a bunch of the uh, the women realtors put together uh, for to raise some funds for some local charities. And over the last 31 years, we just celebrated our 31st uh, wow. charity auction mm -hmm. uh, continuously, I might add. Uh, it's blossomed into uh, the premier event that the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington puts on every year. And it's always, it always feels like the start of the Christmas season has begun yeah. once we have the, yeah. our, our charity auction evening. And I mean, incoming president, Kathy, uh, boy, it's it's not like there's not something you have to live up to here. No pressure eh, as you move this thing forward or no, none again, at all. the staff is so great. I mean, everybody just contributes and just keeps staff the is forward. amazing. Yeah. And the uh, task force is amazing. Mm -hmm. So the work they do, it starts basically they're going to have their review meeting next week yeah. and then the work starts for the next year. So, you know, it, it's not an easy task, but yeah. it's definitely one that people are passionate about. And uh, we're very competitive, right? So as you can see, I believe this year is our second highest. Wow. Um, and realtors yep. are competitive, and maybe that's what helps make the, uh, it's the amazing, event successful. It's amazing you get on the next one even before Christmas. You know, you think, <laughs> well, let's wait till January. No, no, <laughs> let's do it now where it's still fresh in our head, which is fabulous. We yes. start hitting people up in February after the yeah. Christmas bills have been paid off. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And what's it like? Talk about that. Because, of course, there's, you know, a great portion of this is the auction and the various things that go on with it's a silent auction such uh, talk about what you have to do and how you bring all of that merchandise into one room it, it takes a lot of creative minds around the table mm. and a lot of our, a lot of generosity a lot of generosity and the networks that the realtors engage in through throughout their career to to build relationships with our community partners and we call on them to uh, to step up to the plate and uh, at the event it all it all kind of culminates we have over 400 realtors partners associates and friends who attend the the, the Rab Realtors uh, for Kids charity auction that, that was held November 14th this year at Michelangelo's. And to someone who's never been to this event, describe it. Talk about what it's like. Ooh, wow. High energy. <laughs> Very high energy. We have a, a fantastic auctionista, uh, Lane, our yes. auctionista, which uh, keeps the energy flowing all, all through the night. No one gets out of the building no, untouched. No, <laughs> And it's uh, all the funds raised are go towards, um, well, nearly 50 wonderful and very w worthwhile mm. and worthy organizations um, and to date we've donated over 1.15 million dollars as of last year's auction we are the RAB, the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, has been the largest children's fund contributor since day one. The the ladies that all got together and started this way back when, I mean, what do they think about this now? That especially with that number you just you know ripped off. I mean, I don't know, Brian. Incredible. Have you talked to any of the ladies? It, it, starts, this? it starts a little, you know. It starts as a social, and look what's look what's happened. I have actually. I've talked to a few over yeah. the last couple of years, and they're just you? ecstatic of uh, where it's come. Yeah. And this oh. year, we are very proud to announce that. We surpassed last year's total of just over seventy-six thousand mm. dollars to achieve eighty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. Man, that is incredible! And the giant check right behind us here, eighty-seven yes. grand. That's uh, uh, how do you? What do you say to people in order to get them to contribute, to donate? How do you motivate other people to? Because again, this goes on all year. I'm sure you know members, their houses, their garage are stacked with stuff until they you know eventually bring it in. But what? How do you I, say, hey, we I need think your help, we need you the, to do this? The RAB members, the, the realtors themselves, are extremely generous people. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not difficult 
uh, to get them to say yes when you ask. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also reflective of the Hamilton Burlington community. Yeah. So the businesses here, we know that. We mm-hmm. know that, that they're very generous yeah. giving cities. So it's just getting that task force out there to ask. Mm. And what about biz? Because you've seen Hamilton change quite a bit. And how is business going for realtors? How is the, how's the housing market? Because again, the housing market is very, very healthy. Yeah, it's very balanced. It's a sustainable market. So it's not some of the craziness that we saw yeah. in 2016. Uh, it's it's balanced, leaning towards a seller's market, mm-hmm. uh, and that really varies in different price points and different neighborhoods so to really find out what's happening with your own home uh, contact a local rab realtor and they would be more than happy to give you that information and and just going to the event this year is is a nice kind of release mm. uh, for us because yeah, realtors yeah, yeah. go non-stop right, <laughs> right up until the the week yeah. of christmas yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's really that busy and uh, to get people in the door there's something for everyone mm. it's such an amazing night the night of and a lot of planning goes into it like for the for the live auction items this year, for example, we had a, a beautiful trip to Tuscany, mm. uh, which which went to the golden ticket winner. Mm. A few trips to the Dominican Republic, over 120 silent items. What can you tell us items. about the Tuscany winner? How did that go? Oh, they well, obviously they picked the, the Tuscany trip yeah, right off the right, bat, yeah, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of hoots and hollers and a lot of odd <laughs> groans in the audience that they didn't get it. But yeah. um, oh, that's a great. Trip. We also do a. Our auctionista does a fund need portion, which uh, it's it's only about five minutes, and it's a direct dollar do- donation by all the attendees just there that night, and we raised in excess of twenty thousand dollars in just a few short That's minutes. That's amazing and how that works super too. Exciting oh, to it watch. is, yeah, yeah, it is. All right, well, again, congratulations on another phenomenal year, Thank and you. I can't tell you how much it means to the CHML Children's Fund and all of the people that receive uh, monies courtesy of, uh, of the Realtors Association. It is a huge help and really helps put us over the top. So please pass along to the rest of the mender, uh, members how much we really appreciate what you do. We will. Uh, uh, and the total will. again, Thank just you. over $87,000. $87,500. Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, uh, Kathy Della Nebbia has been with us and Brian Shaw and uh, already starting on how they top this year with next year. Thanks so much. Good luck. Have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for having us. Merry Christmas. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. Lots of ways to donate. There are. You can drop by and visit us. We have a table just set up right now in front of us. Uh, You can drop by any fire hall as well in uh, Hamilton. Any any McDonald's locations, uh, financial institutions, you can check that out on our website, which financial institutions as well. We are lighting the Christmas tree of hope from Gore Park. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, good afternoon. It is 321. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson, Mixmaster Jim Carrier in the house. Jim, what are you doing now that you left the Scott Thompson Show? Right now, we, we never hear from you. <laughs> I just hang around. Uh, I'm a pastor at a at Good Shepherd Church in uh, St. Catharines. And Beautiful. Just entering into the Advent season, which yep. is the preseason into Christmas. Right. So that kind of marks that kind That's of That's the calendar the season, right? It is. Yeah. It's, a, it's the beginning of the church year, of That's the church calendar. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Advent is the beginning of the year. So. 
I guess I uh, season. When I was there, you weren't there. I think it was a day off for you. I don't know. I can't <laughs> I remember. I heard that. <laughs> All right. Uh, there are lots of ways to contribute and help us help the kids. There it starts are. on the website, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is a toy drive. What do we do? Well, you can drop by What's Your Toys right here at Gore Park in downtown Hamilton. Say hello to us. You can drop by at our offices at 875 Main Street West, any fire hall in uh, the Hamilton area, any McDonald's location, mm-hmm. and any financial institution uh, that is listed on our website. You Beautiful. Can, uh, also, go on the website and make a donation as well at 900.com. Also, Lime Ridge Mall this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, yeah. broadcasting yeah. live from 10 till 2. All right, joining us now, and, and really the whole purpose here is to introduce you to some of the people who help raise the funds that we distribute and some of the great organizations that receive the funds and, of course, help the uh, uh, children across the greater Hamilton, uh, sorry, greater Hamilton area. $5.7 million to date, and we'd like to introduce you to Jennifer Kay, Communications Coordinator, Catholic Children's Aid Society of Hamilton. Jennifer, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thanks for coming down. My pleasure. So what's happening at the Catholic Children's Aid Society this time of the year? What's it like in December? Well, it's a it's a busy place this time of year. So with uh, help from the Children's Fund, we run a Christmas hamper program. And uh, that entails people from the community agreeing to sponsor a family and provide them with, uh, with a, like we give them a list of what the family wants for Christmas. People go out and get that and then they come in to our offices and they drop off these hampers and it's just the, the generosity is incredible. So at this time of year there's a lot of need but there's also so much generosity. So what is a hamper? Like, is it like a close hamper? What, describe the hamper <laughs> well, and what's in it. Well, the actual physical hamper, a lot of people use, um, like, uh, laundry baskets, oh, you know, yeah. or, or big Rubbermaid tubs. Yeah. And then there's just, you know, inside those hampers, there's um, everything from... You know, a lot of uh, a lot of families ask for practical stuff. So it could be laundry detergent. It could be you know things like that, toys for the kids or clothes for the kids. So um, is, is is each hamper um, suited for a particular family? Yeah, okay. it is, All and, right. that, and that's kind of what's special about yeah. our program. Yeah. I mean, we will also accept happily accept donations of mm-hmm. toys and so on. Sure. Um, but no, we we give people the profile of a, of a family. So it might be you know a mom and three kids and we find out from them what they need. And that, that offers a closeness too. You're trying absolutely. to identify with what you're, you know, who you're helping out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, confidentiality is always yeah, maintained, yeah. but they get a sense you know of what this family yeah. needs and wants and, and it's, yeah, and it's well, so appreciated. I think they, they get a sense for the need in a specific way, like what Scott was saying. That, yeah. You know, when we think of drives like this, we think in general terms of toys and food and stuff, but when you get down to specifics, you can think, really? Laundry detergent? Somebody yeah. needs laundry detergent yeah and and they do you know and and, you know the the requests i mean they could you know they could ask for the world right but but you know it's 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 it's, life day to day it's absolutely absolutely what about numbers what about demand are you seeing that increase over time uh yeah we are for sure um last year we were able to provide about 500 families with hampers um and this year we do anticipate that the need will go up um, we do also, you know, and, and the need always outstrips what yeah, we get, and that's yeah. where funding from the Children's Fund and, and other supporters comes in handy, then we're able to supplement what the community is able to do. But um, the need is always there. What would you say to those that are listening now and thinking about making a contribution to the Children's Fund as a recipient? 
Oh, I would say that they absolutely should. <laughs> um, I mean, Christmas is it's such a complex time, you know, mm. and, and mm. for those of us who are um, fortunate enough to, you know, have what we everything we want and need at Christmas time, it, it's it's very satisfying mm. when you know that you've helped others to at least have some of what you have. And the hustle and bustle and as you said stress of this time of the year this is what's really important and not only is it great for those who receive it's great for those who give it warms the heart absolutely we're all benefiting from absolutely it. uh joining us has been jennifer k and jennifer k is the communications coordinator with the catholic children's aid society of hamilton just one of the many organizations that benefit when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Good luck this year with the campaign. Thank you. Thanks Same you. to you. And if you want to contribute, uh, you can drop by. If bring by a toy, check, cash. Are we taking cash? Always. All right. Yeah. All right. You yeah. can just drop by here where we are at Core Park and uh, say hello. We have a table set up already to receive your toys and your gift. Um, or you can drop by any uh, fire hall mm -hmm. in Hamilton, McDonald's locations as well. If you're picking yep. up a coffee on the way home, sure, uh, yeah. a burger, just drop by, pick up. And a online, you can do it really. Sorry, didn't mean Yeah, online, you can do it very, very easily. Yes, yeah, uh, 900chml.com. You know. yeah. yeah. All right, we are broadcasting live from Gore Park. We are getting ready to light the CHML Christmas tree of hope coming up about 6 o'clock this afternoon. Hope you join us and visit 900chml.com for more. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. And Jim Carrier like in the house. How you doing, Hamilton? Bringing some credibility back to the show. Uh, the Good Shepherd <laughs> right. Church has let him out in St. Catharines, uh, at least for the time being. And uh, Exactly. And as usual, I don't know, we're thinking it's about 15, 20 years. I think it could even be, I think Jim was here for the first three. No, that was Ted. Oh, never mind. That was mind. Ted, yes. Tell us how, tell everybody how they can contribute. And I and invite you to go all to the website because that's where the center of all this is. You can is. contribute with a real actual toy. You can tr contribute with some cash or a check. Uh, just to drop by here where we are at Gore Park. Come by and say hi. We have a table set up uh, already to receive your gifts. You can drop by any fire hall or drop your gift off at any McDonald's location in uh, Hamilton, Burlington, I believe. Burlington yes, well. correct. Uh, financial institutions as well, but only select ones. And if you want to know which financial institutions that are participating, just go online at 900chml.com. And while you're there, you can make a donation online as well. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Joining us now from the downtown BIA, Carrie Jones. Harvey is with us, executive director of the downtown BIA, and here, and once again, the second guest to say how balmy it is this year. It is. It's a balmy year. That's We're, it. This I is, know. This, this is, is dreamy. Scott's got his Hawaiian shirt <laughs> yeah, that's on. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His exactly. khakis. We're trying to get Jim to put his shirt back on. <laughs> yeah. little capri scaring the kids and all and such. You want people to come down. Yes, so, exactly. Like, Scott's in a speedo. You know, every time we chat, it's always about something else that's happening. You know, something else has changed, and I always say that about Hamilton. Hamilton, if you, you got to come downtown every couple of weeks just to look around and see what the heck has changed, because there's always something different in yeah. every corner. They have a Ferris wheel now. <laughs> Our beautiful Ferris wheel. All right, for so second year. Talk so about we'll what's going on. Ferris wheel sure, first. since okay, we'll obviously it's close to Jim's heart. Jim wants to talk about the Ferris. <laughs> yes. So the Ferris can you get him in? Can you just like <laughs> you, put him oh, at the yeah, front of the can, line? He can probably be the first one to ride. There you go. It is. Um, it's beautiful. It's great. You can go up in a Ferris wheel and see straight down King Street. Yeah, East down King, so it's beautiful. It'll be here till the 23rd of December from mm -hmm. noon to 8 every day. Very nice. But for my 
everyday lovely things that happen downtown <laughs> Hamilton. Um, we do. We've had so much growth and so much great things happen. Uh, Jane Street, I have to say, the um, Core Urban has done a beautiful job um, renovating the block between King mm. and King William. Yeah, so you cool. have Earth to Table Bread Bar is open there. Uncle Ray's is coming in this week. They'll be opening. Um, you have the whole block on John and Jackson has been renovated. Zen Nightclub reopened down there. And we also have an industrial pizza. Um, we have lots of construction. As you can see right now, we're nestled beautifully between two big That's construction projects. <laughs> yeah. and, and talk about that, because again, you know, you always can tell the health of a city by how many cranes it has in the sky. That's it, true. And I remember when I, I lived in Calgary during the 80s, uh, the mayor then said, you know, our, our official bird is the crane. And that's what it seems to be with Hamilton now. It has. And yeah. we've really seen a lot more growth and a lot more things happen. We see a lot more cranes. And, yeah. you know, construction can be a little bit tricky sometimes. You do have to sometimes maybe change your room. Nah. But you look at how much that how, LRT. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We're already working on strategies to make sure everybody can get where they need to go. Don't worry. We're already working on is that, that still with the coming? LRT team. It is so far okay, so good. And, oh, okay. and we have already. And honestly, a lot of work is already going on yeah, behind the scenes yeah, to make sure people yeah. can get to work. They can get home from work. Mm. People can still come down, enjoy the restaurants they want, enjoy the shops that they want to go to. If that stuff is already happening, but it's still happening behind the scenes. So we're sure. we're going to be ready once the digger shows up. Um, and we still have a lot of fun things to come and see but we're we're really excited our residential component is increasing in our downtown area and we are just thrilled because it, it changes the dynamics and it really you have people who can work where they live it's which. amazing to see how it has transformed over the years it's amazing to see i remember back in the day uh you know when it turns the corner when it turns the corner looking for something big to happen to turn the, and it just just sort of grew on its own. I mean, whether it's the art crawls downtown, super crawl, whatever. It's just, it's amazing how it's changed in the you last do. few years. You've really seen a lot of change. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of, and it's really nice, Gigi. You pass people when you're leaving. Like we were left the industrial uh, opening last night. It was great. We're walking down the street. Cool. used to run into a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And, you know, the city just looks beautiful. Um, I have to give parks. A, yeah. a, a high recommendation because the city of Hamilton Parks Department does a beautiful job of mm -hmm. getting our downtown just Christmas ready. Yeah. I mean, with lights and the tree and oh, they have to. I think they're now up to doing five Christmas trees, and the, for one department, and they yeah. that's between November twelfth and December sixth. They have to have like five or six trees done. That's incredible, and they do a beautiful yeah. job of every one. Yeah. So, for those that haven't been down in a while, what would you say? I would say come down. It's I, right now you have free two-hour meter parking. We have lots of great restaurants. We still have all of your favorite um, destination retail: Doctor Dis, Cheapies, Leathers. We have twenty-four karat local skate shop. I mean, we have so much destination retail that is just phenomenal, and uh, so many great restaurants. I yeah. always say. Just wander down, walk into something, and you'll find something you love. Yeah. There's there's yeah. lots of options. And over the course of the holidays, you, you were talking about the uh, Ferris wheel. Ferris and such. wheel's running, and what then this weekend. On? So today we uh, tonight we have a Christmas market set up on the veteran side of Gore Park, and that'll be running till 11 o'clock tonight, and it'll be running 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. tomorrow, and 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Um, a lot of local artisan vendors and um, mulled wine and mm. heat heaters and just. I remember that last nothing. year. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was great. It that was, was very well it's done. So pretty. Yeah. And we, we, we were so tight last year with so many people that we've yeah. made it a little bigger this year. So it's great. And it's dog friendly. So that, you know, bring out your pupster and do oh, some perfect. shopping. All right. All right. The city is has come alive and, of course, celebrating Christmas. Carrie Jarby is with us, executive director of the Downtown BIA. Get down and see what's going on website. Uh, www.downtownhamilton.org.
Thank you, Carrie, as always. Thank you. Uh, It is 337. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. Uh, Jim's going to give you a couple of ways uh, how to contribute and help us help the kids. Got to be quick. Uh, Drop by and visit us here at Gore Park or drop by our offices at 875 Main Street West. You can drop by online at 900CHML.com, Fire Hall, any McDonald's locations. We got plenty of ways for you to help. We light the tree around 6 o'clock. Join us for the lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Oh, it's just like opening up Dad's Hi-Fi, isn't it? <laughs> Mixmaster Jim is with us, joining us for the annual CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. We kick it all off this weekend, uh, obviously, with the uh, lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope this afternoon in the 6 o'clock hour. Tomorrow, Lime Ridge Mall and Sunday from 10 until 2, broadcasting there as Blitz Weekend continues. Our signature event, the whole idea is to raise as much money and as many toys as we possibly can. Jim's got all, all the ways you can contribute. This is really the uh, door. The opening yes. of the door, the mm. season of giving yes. here in Hamilton. Into Santa's in Village. Yes. Into Santa's Village. Yes. It's beautiful, and we invite you to participate once in whatever again, way you can. Once again, you painted the picture so well. Mm, you know, I'm a poet. Uh, you can drop by here uh, with a toy, yep. cash, check, we'll take it, mm-hmm. cup of coffee, whatever mm-hmm. you got, we'll mm-hmm. take it. Uh, drop by here in Gore Park or uh, any fire hall with your donation or uh, local McDonald's uh, restaurants, um, 900CHML.com. You can get yeah. online, make a donation that way, or find out a financial institution that's also participating. You can find that out online, too. And if you're a place so. that have collected your own uh, pile of toys, we'll send out the toy truck if you can't make it in. Ah. And uh, it's amazing to be at the radio station this time of the year because it, the, the lobby is is just constantly filled with toys and people just coming and going it empties out it fills up it empties out uh so it's it's uh an incredible time uh to be in hamilton and including downtown we've got Susie braithwaite with us executive director of the international village bia Susie, great to see you again this time of year uh and uh, a bit milder than what we've experienced in the past which is good yeah (laughs) talk about first before we get started what's the boundary of the international village we run west avenue to mary including uh, main streets king streets and king william in downtown hamilton what's been happening over the last year well, lots has been happening. We've seen a lot of changes in our neighborhood, a lot of new businesses moving in. It's a really good vibe around there right now, so we're pretty excited about the future of things. How does it change? What happens at Christmas time? Christmas time is great because we see a lot more street traffic than we generally do. Um, people just engaging the community, the businesses really working hard to create their own sort of sales and yeah. mini events and things like that. Um, and tonight we're doing our big annual, um, eighth annual Victorian Night in the Village. So we're really excited. Describe that. What's that all about? So we bring the horse and carriage rides up from Niagara on the Lake and That's they're all cool. decorated. We have carolers and the big guy himself, Santa, is stopping by tonight Very at nice. Ferguson Station. So we've made that into his workshop. Uh, free hop with cider. And again, lots of little things happening in the shop. So it's a really magical night in downtown. Tell us how it has changed over the years and how you've seen the development. And, and there's still lots of changes. Yes. to come. I mean, we're yes. not quite there yet, but you certainly can see it, can't you? Every yeah. time you come down. You, I can. I mean, it'll be 10 years in March that I've been here, mm. so I've seen a lot, seen a lot of, of changes, change. yeah. for sure. Um, I think the main thing that I've noticed is just the people in Hamilton engaging small business more than they mm. ever have and supporting the small business, which is really important. Running a small business in any city is difficult, yeah. um, and it's important to, I say it every year, shop local and be uh, aware that where you're putting your money. It's mm. really easy to just sit at home and go, okay, I'm just going to do all my Christmas shopping on Amazon, it's Especially done. Especially nowadays, and they so say easy. that because yeah. of online that that is probably damaging the smaller and business And I think it is anything. to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, We try to combat that. We just did an event on Saturday for Shop Small Saturday. Yeah. 
Um, but really without the support of the, the community and the support of Hamilton, it's difficult for the businesses. So yeah. I think in Hamilton especially, though, there's this vibe of coming out and supporting mm -hmm. the businesses. Because really, I mean, there's things that you can buy online, sure, that are generic like everything else. But generic you're not going to get those like unique yeah. customer service experience, yeah. you know, and these little products that you're going to find that you just won't find online. And that's what, again, you, you ask, what's the advantage? Why should people come down here and right. do it? It's it's a different experience than what you're talking about. It is. And then the mainstream sort of way of doing it. Yeah. It's, it's one thing that we talk about across the BIAs is like really shopping in small business districts is an experiential shopping yeah. experience as yeah. opposed to just... You know, going to a mall and going to the shop, yeah. like the shops and strip malls, going out into an actual like village type area like ours. It's yeah. a really special shopping experience. It changes it get. to an experience from a routine or just a it list does. of something that I have to get done. Yeah. Do you work a lot with the other BIAs? In, in, in we try notes? to. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely always a common thread of small business and trying mm. to support that throughout. And each of us individually try to do our own little events to draw people down, especially this time of year. Yeah. And I think Hamilton, there's definitely a large group of us that work really well together. It's sure. amazing too how it started with a couple of key pockets in the city and it just did. keeps to be it just seems it to be spreading. Then there's yeah. new ones popping up all the time, isn't there? There is, yeah. yeah. I mean there's they're talking about a couple new BIs popping up. Right now we have thirteen. So you know and, that, and more BIAs. Yeah. Well, what does that say right there? There's well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the nice thing about being a part of a BI is that you have support. You yeah. have somebody advocating for you and you have a sense of community. So we work on keeping the area safe and clean really hard. You know, I sit on a bunch of committees. The board is really active in making sure the area is, is, you know, working as it should. So it's excellent that way. Good for you. Biggest challenge moving forward? Probably LRT. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. But think how great it'll be yeah. after it's done. For sure. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Susie Braithwaite has been with us, Executive Director, International Village, BIA. And, of course, events going on tonight, the carriage rides, correct? That's right, yeah. And whereabouts? Uh, right near Ferguson. We have one ride out of Denninger's Foods of the World right. and another ride right at Ferguson and King. Good luck this year, Thank Susie. You. Thanks so much. If you want to contribute, it all starts on the website. How festive can you get? A guy across the street is uh, pushing a Christmas tree down the sidewalk. He is pushing a Christmas tree down the sidewalk. He is festive. It's on I'm, wheels. Yeah. I don't know if he's going shopping or maybe... A Wait a sec. That's ours. <laughs> no, it's not. You can drop by here with a toy or a check or uh, money, cash. We'll take a cup of coffee. We'll take whatever you got. Uh, drop by here at Gore Park. Or you can visit any McDonald's location, any fire hall in Hamilton, uh, financial institutions. You can find the list on our website. Or when you're on our website, you can make your donation there at 900CHML.com. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. It is the lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. No, no, you can have my seat. We'll, we'll rotate around the heater. I think that's a Christmas carol, isn't it? Rotate around the heater. It will be now. It is 350. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson, Mixmaster Jim in the house, in the Gore Park. We are lighting the CHML Christmas tree of hope. It is a kickoff of the campaign. Jim has all the ways in which you can uh, donate, and it all starts at the website. Yeah, long list of ways you can donate because we want you to participate in this. Uh, you can drop by here at Gore Park, say hello, and drop off a gift or a check or cash. Also, at 900CHML.com online, you can go on there for two reasons. You can make your donation online, or you can find a list of financial institutions that are participating. Also, uh, any local fire hall, McDonald's restaurants... And uh, if you have a large load, yeah. if you've done a corporate thing, sure. and you have a big, huge pile of toys, we got a big we'll, truck. We'll come and get them. We, we got, got a big truck. truck. Yeah. We'll back yeah. it up. 
Uh, all right. So the great the, the idea behind this broadcast is uh, of the Blitz weekend. We're at Lime Ridge Mall uh, tomorrow and Sunday is to kick off our CHML Children's Fund and give you an idea of some of the people, some of the great organizations that not only contribute, but some that benefit from the CHML Children's Fund and the CHML uh, Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. Want to introduce you now to Todd Bender. You've, you've heard him on the radio many times from City Kids, and he is with us now. Todd, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me, Jim and Scott. Good to see you guys. Tell Cheers. everybody what uh, City Kids is. Yeah, well, City Kids has been around for about 25 years now, which is hard to believe because it feels like just yesterday I arrived mm. in the city. But, uh, you know, when people ask me, I usually start talking about Walt Disney a little bit and Mother Teresa a little bit. And, and you started this, didn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I get accused of that. <laughs> I remember way back when. Yeah, I came to the city when I was about 20 years old with yeah. the idea of just wanting to love kids. And right. City Kids uh, yep. grew out of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're really about inspiring kids to dream big and for a lot of our kids that means a life beyond poverty Mm -hmm. and then we empower them to succeed i mean that's our we have nine programs kids as young as three years of age all the way up to 18 uh, participate we've had kids now that have been with us for uh for over 25 years who are now i mean it's got 40 percent of our volunteer base is actually made up of former participants as well so uh yeah we stick with families for a long period of time we visit kids all in their homes 1500 kids right now Mm, are actively involved and uh, hundreds more have been uh impacted during the year too as well talk about and and you know this is a common denominator uh that we've noticed with a lot of the various organizations people that have gone through it come back and volunteer and help and that seems to be a big part of city kids as well oh absolutely that's amazing yeah and i think what we're all about is is the transformation right Mm -hmm. we want to see kids be able to be lifted out of some of the challenges that they grow up in and in their generation be able to break free from a lot of those things so a good indication of success for us is when a kid who grows up through city kids is able to overcome those challenges get post-secondary education get down meaningful employment and then naturally they want to give back to the community that supported them along the way and like you said it's breaking the cycle right that's our whole go we uh, we really work hard on that uh talk about why and where some of the money goes that people may contribute to the chml children's fund that may end up at city kids yeah actually yeah that's a that's a great point the chml children's fund has been a big supporter of city kids over the years Mm -hmm. and our gift at christmas program so every year at christmas over four thousand kids will participate either through our partnerships or directly with our programs in what we call our gift to christmas program and it's the chml children's fund actually financially supports so tomorrow in fact we're going to be bringing in hundreds of kids for a Christmas party to see Santa and then over the course of the next two and a half weeks a lot of those resources will be used to help make sure that all of those kids are getting Christmas gifts uh, before Christmas time. It must be incredibly rewarding uh, not only to see the looks on those people's faces but to to get a different another generation who has been through the program to also feel that and understand what it's like to give back like that. Oh, and, and it's, it really is remarkable because a lot of the volunteers... That must be rewarding on your from your point of view, too, to yeah. see them not only accomplish what yes. they've accomplished, but then to come back. Yeah, we have we have wonderful moments at Christmas time where yeah. we're just observing this, able to take a step back and recognize just the powerful impact that uh, the City Kids has had. But, you know, I, I keep saying this. The kids and families we serve are phenomenal. I mean, mm. we're as much inspired by, by mm. their own lives. I mean, we've got single parents who... who work really really hard all during the year to take care of their kids and at Christmas time it's one of the times of the year that's probably the, the, the most difficult uh, yeah. and when we are able to show up to the house talk with the families talk with the kids 
And and even if it's a small thing of dropping off a gift, the amount of hope, mm. we like to think at Christmas time, uh, there's a whole elevation of hope that comes in our city in Hamilton yeah. because of works like City Kids and so many other great organizations that are doing so many great things. Well, I think I think part of the hope comes from your long-term relationship yeah. with, with the kids, that it's not just like a one-shot deal and the kids go home and never see you again, but there's this continual relationship as they grow. And I think that's, right. that's very important yeah. in, in providing hope for kids. Well, that's right, Jim. In fact, we uh, often say that one of the unique things about City Kids is of the thousands of kids that have come through, every child is known by name by somebody and has mm. a personal relationship. Yeah. The knocking on doors and visiting kids in their homes every week, which is labor-intensive, yeah. uh, but, boy, it's love-intensive, too, and it's just an amazing experience. Yeah. But it is the relationships that matter so much to us and so much to the families. All right, Todd Bender has been with us from City Kids, another example of where the funds go when uh, you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Here's All how right, to do you it. can uh, drop by here at uh, Gore Park and visit us, or you can drop by online at 900CHML.com. We have a, a list of financial institutions that are participating online, or you can make a donation online as well. Any fire hall, McDonald's location, uh, and if you have a big truckload, we'll, we'll send a truck to pick it up. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. It is the lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900CHML. We are at Gore Park, broadcasting live. 43rd edition of the lighting of the CHML Christmas tree. 43 years, and you've been at it for 46. I I practiced before we actually (laughs) set the tree up and plugged it in and all. Uh, And, and, you know, basically what the whole idea behind this broadcast is, is this officially kicks off our campaign through the Christmas for the CHML Children's Fund, uh, trying to raise as much money and toys as we possibly can for... Uh, over 40 various children's charities in the greater Hamilton area. Over $5.7 million have been raised since this all started back in 1976, and there's a lot of ways to contribute. There are, and one of, the, one of the things that you need to remember about today is that we light the tree at 6.30, but when we light the tree, that's not the end of something. It starts. It's the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So this is a campaign that runs, runs right through to Christmas all year long, in fact. It's like so, a big firework. As soon is. as you light it, that's just the beginning right. of the Stand show. Stand back and watch it happen. <laughs> uh, you can uh, make any donation. First of all, if you're out and about, you can drop by any fire hall, any McDonald's locations, or a financial institution uh, that is identified on our website. If you're out and about, you can drop by here mm-hmm. and say hello and b- drop by with a toy, a check, or cash. Um, or if you're online, you got your phone, you got your iPad with you, uh, just uh, yeah. you know, online somewhere, you just visit uh, us at 900C hml.com make your donation right there online as well we light the tree in the six o'clock hour the festivities begin the ferris wheel is lit and uh it is going to look amazing once uh gore park is twinkling in light hope you come and join us we are lighting the chml christmas tree of hope at gore park you're listening to the scott thompson show podcast on 900 chml Oh, <laughs> you know, I never thought of that. We should have him down here, yeah, you and the clarinet. clarinet. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll yeah, do a duet. Mandolin. Yes. Banjo, banjo. Like and VTech. I mean, I think he's got I some can, musical can, uh, prowess going on. I can teach him how to dance. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. This is perfect. And you can dance, Scott. Yes. You can do a couple of pirouettes. Anything to keep warm. Some put and have dance yes. one. Yes, yes. I'm wearing one now underneath all of this. I love it. It is 410. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson, Mixmaster Jim in the house. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park, lighting the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope, probably about the 6 o'clock hour. Lots of ways for you to help us help the kids. 
Starting at the website. Well, you can make a donation. That's how you help the kids. You can do it by a toy or maybe cash or check. Uh, you can drop by the studios at uh, 875 Main Street West, our studios. Our Christmas tree is set up in the lobby there. Lots of room. Always room yeah. for toys. You can drop by there. Also visit any fire hall, McDonald's restaurant location as well, uh, or drop by online at 900chml.com. Do it there. The reason for all of this is we kick off our Blitz weekend, of course, to make you aware of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope and, uh, and, and the fundraising efforts, but also to introduce you to some of the agencies that receive funds after you donate to the CHML Children's Fund. And I want to introduce you to a guy who's been coming around here for an awful long time, VTech Windsor, and he founded Culture for Kids in the Arts back in 1999. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary wow. today, and this is a charitable organization of the Hamilton Conservatory for the Arts. So, VTech, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Because you Thank started you. all this. You were a part of all this way back when. Right. But first, talk about the Hamilton Conservatory for the Arts and how this started. Well, you know, the Hamilton Conservatory for the Arts is extension of the um, Hamilton Conservatory of Music. Mm-hmm. And in 1981, fell down into receivership and I... Uh, well, that's exactly the same year when I defected from the dance company in Hamilton Place. Mm. Exactly the same year, and that was. Uh, and defected then, is an interesting word. And, and then I. It There's took, a story right took, there. Took yeah. 20, next year, years. next year we're going to hear that story. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, so so I opened up the center because I felt like um, the building is so beautiful and the arts were there for already 100 years. So I said, let's continue the legacy. Let's continue delivering for the for the children and for the young people as anybody adults uh, arts programs so all right at the moment we have 120 programs in the cons- of uh, music dance drama visual arts uh, 70 artists work here and and up in creating all the programs and at some point I felt that I needed balance I needed to look after those kids who cannot come to conservatory because of the finances or or other situations uh, uh, in their home so I said let's create a charity dedicated to make sure we have access to all children in Hamilton not just the ones who can afford it Mm -hmm. and that's how started culture for kids in the arts and then I brought you know volunteers and everything so till today we we give opportunity for the children to access access uh, approximately 57,000 uh, children in Hamilton wow. got for free of charge wow. uh, music, dance, drama, visual arts classes for six months. Yeah. So, so we're continuing doing that. We're celebrating our 20 year young. We're, we're <laughs> saying young because we feel like we begin because we over those 20 years we've learned a lot about how to create a curriculum. What is the best way to introduce the arts to the to the children? Especially children, young children, zero to six, mm. when they're in the daycare centers and everything. So arts are very good uh, engagers yeah. and, and l- showing the different way of learning. Now, if there is such a thing as an art education scene, right? how is it different today than it was in 1999? Well, uh, it's become much more popular. Uh, I, before it was more like a, arts were like a playground for the rich. That's mm. when I came, yeah. people were telling me. Mm. And I felt like I, I, I don't think so because they can contribute so much to the children, especially newcomers, uh, especially because they have no way to com- communicate. And arts are a beautiful blending uh, with the, our children 
uh, and the newcomers and everything. As we do in a, a hospital, uh, we have a choir in a, in a, a center, the children's center here on the Wellington, Ron Joyce Center, for three years. And this is children with disabilities who say, no, mm, let's yeah. show. So we do performances, bulldogs, Wonderful. no bulldogs. So we're gaining, entering also into the hospitals and this because the arts can be ex excellent to make the kids feel better and not necessarily depressed about Talk about that a bit because many people may not think about the arts when thinking to help and contribute to this segment of the population. Why is it important to introduce them to arts? Well, you know, arts bring the happiness mm. to all children and they find their language. And there's thousand languages the arts have. And you for sure someone gonna find one of those languages suited to them. And that's why the arts are very good uh, engagers and also they, they are uh, helping the kids to express themselves and make the, their thinking visible. Yeah. So you can, through the arts, they they releasing all the stress, all yeah. the, and learning different way of le uh, ways of learning. Um, yeah. um, and giving them confidence. Giving confidence. Yeah. And you know, it's, the math, particularly math is, uh, music is very big influence in uh, mm -hmm. learning how to uh, about the math and and so I think uh, it's not just that but also physical the dance so they get get mm -hmm. their exercise and so it's it's really excellent. Uh, well, I know for a fact that Scott does much better when he's dancing. I do. Like his show is right. better. Everything's better. Everything, yeah. better. It's yeah. everything yeah. moving. <laughs> VTech, you must be so proud. Congratulations yes, nice on work. 20 years. Thank nice you work. very much. VTech has been with us. Culture for Kids in the Arts, all part of the Hamilton Conservatory for the Arts, celebrating 20 years this year. VTech, congratulations. Thank you Thank very you, much. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. We are lighting the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. 43rd edition Mixmaster Jim Carrier is here. The tradition continues. It is great to be here on so many levels. One of those levels is, is that we get to connect with the people who are mm. involved with the children. Yeah. And it's just yeah. so inspiring yeah. to hear and to meet the people who are so immersed. Who, who do the work. Yeah, who, who actually do yeah. the work and yeah. have, the, have the heart and the ambition to do that kind of work. And it really is just a delight to be here. And basically what we're trying to do today and all this weekend, this being Blitz Weekend, we're at uh, Lime Ridge tomorrow and Sunday broadcasting live as well, is to create awareness and introduce you to some of the great organizations that help raise the funds and some of the great organizations that are recipient of those funds. And we have one of those with us right now. Mark Clare is with us, Executive Director, Halton's Catholic Children's Education Program, and is with us now. Mark, thanks for the time. Thanks for coming down, braving the elements. We appreciate that. Well, thanks for having me. That's great to be here. Tell us about the Halton Catholic Children's Education Program. What does that entail? Yeah, so uh, we help students in need to succeed in school. So uh, you know, poverty is a it's a powerful factor in whether a student succeeds in school. Mm. Uh, and you know, low-income kids uh, they face financial barriers to learning. Yeah. And so, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, there there is poverty out there. And uh, you know, we want kids to succeed. They, uh, you know, the, the the research out there says that you know, low-income kids. Are, are much less likely to graduate from high school, much less likely to be involved in extracurricular activities, um, much less likely to be involved in uh, post-secondary 
uh, you know, apprenticeships, college, university. So we're trying to help those kids overcome those financial barriers to learning. Talk about some of the programs. What is what is a day like there? Yeah, so uh, really the, uh, the the schools will identify a school, uh, a student or a family in need, mm -hmm. and then they can apply to the foundation for, mm -hmm. for some assistance. Uh, basic necessities, food, clothing. Uh, kids need help with um, paying for a school trip or a sports team fee. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, the cost of school is can be a barrier to these mm -hmm. kids succeeding mm -hmm. in school. So that's, that's how we help. And this time of year, stress, everything, it just sort of amplifies, doesn't it? All the oh issues my that you Did you have. see his face when you said stress? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it really No, is. but I mean, if there's issues at home, this just amplifies mm, everything, it doesn't does. it? It, 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 it points out the strengths and weaknesses. For sure. This time of year definitely highlights the need. Yeah. Um, you know, families are faced with choices between feeding their kids or paying for rent or uh, paying for utility bills. And, you know, no family should really be put into that situation. Mm. But then you throw in the, 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 the pressure and, and, uh, of, of this time of year, Christmas time, and families want to be able to provide something for their family at this time of year. The guilt for not being yeah. able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and keeping up with with the Joneses, so to speak, yeah, right? For because sure. they, you know, they go to school, and they, you know, they have they have friends that ever, you know, that have received more at Christmas time, or, or you know, stuff like that. So there's so many layers to what's going on in poverty, and, and there's so many layers to living that that kind of life. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and you know, we just uh, got some feedback from uh, a recent application, a, a mother. Um, uh, who had uh, who had three kids at home, and they um, you know they lost their father earlier in the year, mm -hmm. and so you know this this time of year hi again highlights the, the need. Yeah. So yeah. we got a little note back from her, and she was so appreciative. She didn't know what she was going to do. Yeah. Uh, she didn't receive some help from uh, from the foundation. So and our donors make make that happen. That so. kind of response keep you going. Oh, it's awesome. You know, and because, and you know, a lot it of times... It makes you realize how fortunate we really are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, in, in my role, I don't necessarily get to, to meet people firsthand or yeah. or what have you. So um, to have that kind of feedback really does keep you energized, for sure. You talk about that energy and what you get from that when you're speaking to someone who may make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Mm -hmm. why, why do it? Well, so, I mean... You know, it's really important because every kid deserves a chance to succeed, yeah. right? And, um, you know, if, if we're not providing those basic necessities or giving them that opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, then, then they, they lose, they, they miss out, yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the, the, the challenges for kids with from low-income families is that sometimes there can be an achievement gap. Right, so you know, look at the the achievement, uh, the learning gap that can happen with low-income kids compared to their, yeah. uh, you know, middle class or mm -hmm. high-income peers. It can it can um, be exaggerated year after year after year. Yeah, right. And then on the mental health side of things as well, uh, you know, social uh, exclusion, um, you know, a feel a sense of hopelessness yeah. and, and um, you know. Shame, anger, stigma—all those things are, and, are, are barriers to kids learning. And a little, a little gesture like this, like you helping them out, pushing them forward—that means so much, doesn't it? It seems like such a little thing to do, but in in a world where it seems it's hopeless, that's just the hand you need up, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, and it's about dignity too, right? And, yeah. and giving these kids equitable opportunities to succeed. And uh, so it's it's. It's really, really important to, to make sure that these kids have the same opportunities as their peers. 
Halton's Catholic Children's Education Program, just one of the other uh, many organizations that benefits when you make a contribution to the CHML Children's Fund. Mark Clare has been with his executive director. Mark, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you. It's great chatting with you. And, of course, it all starts on the website. It does. Visit us at 900CHML.com. You can make a donation there or check out the list of financial institutions where you can bring in some toys, some actual physical toys, or you can drop by any fire hall, uh, McDonald's location as well, or come by here. Say hi. Bring a toy. We are broadcast. Live from Gore Park, we are lighting the CHML Christmas tree of hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Good afternoon. It is 4.30. It is 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. It is the lighting of the CHML Christmas tree of hope, the 43rd edition of... And Mixmaster Jim is with us here, and uh, there's lots of ways to contribute and help us help the kids. In the words of Mr. Rogers, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's nice out here. It's not as cold as it's been in past years, so you can come on by, bring a toy, cash, check, whatever. You can come by and say hi. Mm -hmm. We're here at uh, Gore Park in downtown Hamilton. Also, you can make a donation if you're out and about at any fire hall or any McDonald's location as well. Or you can drop by online using your iPad, your iPhone, or your... Your, what do they call it if it's not an iPhone? I'm I don't know. Sure. You were doing so yeah. well there. You should have just quit while you're ahead. You know, the device. There you go. The now device. you're showing your age. The device at 900CHML.com. All right. Uh, the idea behind this, Blitz Weekend, uh, we start here lighting the tree in Gore Park. And uh, the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign, our signature event for the CHML Children's Fund. This weekend, uh, broadcasting live from uh, Lime Ridge Mall as well, inviting you to join us there and help contribute through the very many ways that uh, Jim has suggested. And what this, the objective here is to introduce you to some of the organizations that are recipients and some that help contribute to the CHML Children's Fund. And we would like to introduce from Breakfast with Santa, Suzanne is with us, founder of Breakfast with Santa, along with uh, Raj, who is from Judah Financial. Thanks both for coming. Appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for having us. So first of all, tell, talk to us and tell us what Breakfast with Santa is all about. So I've been involved with the charity for about uh, seven years now. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful event helping out a lot of uh, families in need. And uh, what's best about this uh, charitable event is um, you get to put a smile on a child's yeah. face. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a small private group uh, working with Good Shepherd and uh, helping out families in need. And uh, the day of the charity or the day of the breakfast, it's an unbelievable event. So this is a one day event. Yes. Yep. Okay. In the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, children's are children are exposed to uh, you know building toys, uh, face painting, and they get to. Uh, they get to put um, what they want for Christmas on a list. Mm. And uh, that's the most special part of it because uh, there's no limitations. The kids get to put a Christmas list together and then we go out as the sponsors and try to meet that expectation. So wow. it's really a wonderful day for the kids. How did this all start? What is some of the history of this? Well, Suzanne has been involved in it for 30 years now, so I'll let her explain how it took 30 off. years. 30 years next year. Wow, good for you. This is the 29th year. Right. How did it all start? Just uh, one day I just said let's do something and so I started and (laughs) then family joined in, friends joined in and as years went on it just got bigger and bigger. You know, it's amazing with what you said, I think we've heard a bazillion times because again, it just starts as someone wanting to do anything or to do something, and then it just kind of snowballs from there. Are you surprised where it is at 30 years? 
I am very surprised. Yeah. Well, we have people all the time that are new coming into it. It just it doesn't seem to drop off at all. Talk talk to us about some of the people that get to participate in Breakfast with Santa. What is that all about? What's the experience like for them? The families. Yes. Well, we we get the families from Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we don't limit we don't limit on age as far as the kids go they come to the breakfast they have breakfast like Rod said they have face painting things to keep them occupied till Santa comes and then they get all their gifts that they've asked for so when do you receive the list and what is it like from then to the point where they actually get uh, the gifts this must be quite the quite the process yeah quite the maneuver we we actually register the families ourselves right so me and my sister go to Good Shepherd and we have two days of sign-ups and we sign up and the parents come and we get what their kids wishes are going to be and right. then from then on it's uh, shop till you drop I can imagine <laughs> and what's it like when you're doing that for someone else I'm sorry, pardon? What's it like when you're doing that for someone else? When you're shopping and doing that for someone else? It's great. Yeah. It's like, you know, it... I mean, you're helping them, but you're helping yourself, too. You look forward to the day. You look forward to Christmas, for sure. Right? Why? How does it help you? How is it different for you? It's different... Well, for one thing, I don't have kids. But um, it's... I don't know how to describe it it's just it just gives me pleasure yeah. like I'm happy and happy. what about the faces of the kids yeah on, they're on, that, on that morning What's we have that great like? a great photographer that donates his time he takes all the pictures of the kids yeah uh, and they all get they all get um, family photos of them on Santa's knee and uh, yeah, the it's it's a special time. Raj, talk about Duda's financial role, Duda Financial's role in all of this, and and, well, and, and how you guys got involved. This uh, amazing event um, has been basically put together by sponsors, right? Sponsors who try to do everything from um, you know picking up the gifts yeah. uh, to even like to the end of it, where you have to buy supplies, you have to buy Christmas wrapping paper, and you know you try to do whatever you can because i think this day and age we take for granted for a lot of the basic we have the basic necessities of life right food shelter clothing and uh again just to see the smile on these kids faces who may not be able to experience uh the christmas that you and i may be able to experience so if someone out there is thinking of making a a donation to the chml children's fund what would you say to them in relation what you receive from the fund how would you encourage them to give how would I encourage them? What would you say to them? Well, I do have a good story about when we were going to register mm-hmm. the uh, uh, families, and we went to the Tim Hortons on Wentworth, mm-hmm. and because we always pick up Tim bits or whatever, and my brother-in-law and myself went into the Tim Hortons, and there's not a lot of parking at, at that Tim Hortons, so we left my sister out in the van. A gentleman came up, just in case she had to move the, the van. Right. He came out to move his car. He said, or when she got out of the car to move it, papers and that flew all out. And he was helping her pick them up. And he said, what is this? And she goes, she started telling him what it is that we do. He goes, I just sold my business. And this is meant to be because I'm looking for a cause. And he goes, I'll send you a check. Wow. Very cool. 
Breakfast with Santa, one of the many charities, one of the many recipients of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. Susan has been with us, founder, and from Duda Financial, Raj as well. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming down. Thank you very much for your time. It is 438. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. We are lighting the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Mixed Master Jim Carrier in the house has joined us for the annual CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign, the 43rd edition of, and what this is, is our Blitz Weekend kicks off the campaign for the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope, and this weekend we're broadcasting live at Lime Ridge Mall from 10 till 2, both days, Saturday and Sunday, so you can see us there and contribute, and lots of ways to do that. It starts at the website. You can. It's not a Blitz if you don't contribute, so Blitz mm-hmm. with us, won't yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, you can drop by here at uh, Gore Park. We're broadcasting live until 7 o'clock. Drop by with a toy or some cash or a check. We have a little box and a table uh, just in front of us. you gotta lock, you got to like the box and table. The box and table. we got a box and table. Uh, also, uh, any fire hall if you're out and about, any McDonald's restaurant as well. See, now, if you just or, had the clarinet, you could play here. Yeah, you, I could, you yeah. You wouldn't have to do all Or online at 900 schemechamel.com. All right. The objective of what we're doing here today is to introduce you to uh, some of the recipients when you uh, when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund or some of the organizations that raise funds and help us help the kids. And we'd like to introduce you from the Catholic Youth Organization, Karen Hartnett and John Spatazzo, Catholic, uh, Catholic Youth Organization. They are with us now. Karen and John, thanks so much for stopping by. We appreciate this. Thank you, Scott. And tell us about the Catholic Youth Organization. What goes on at Christmas time? Great. This is a uh, this is a really busy time of year for us. It's a busy time for everyone, yeah. of course. But um, the heightened excitement of uh, of Christmas and Santa Claus brings out a lot of joy and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of the joy and fun brings good spirit. And um, what you are doing here and the Christmas Tree of Hope and CHML is remarkable. We have such a need in our community. And it's a perfect time to ask people to support. So thank you and congratulations. Thank you for all you do. Talk about some of the challenges that you face with the youth. Well, of course, economy. Um, the dollar is is a, is a challenge. We we pride ourselves about being barrier-free or um, um, eliminating barriers. And there's a finance is a, is a huge barrier. And this is without a financial obligation to the um, the family and the individual and it, it is a challenge but we manage with the help of community supports such as yourselves and others and you do this 12 months of the year but it always seems to be more of a challenge through December doesn't it yeah definitely more and more uh, the need is becoming evident um, we for instance just open our registration on December 1st and um, the amount of forms that we have with families requesting financial support and subsidies so that they can afford to come to camp um, and the amount of need um, to fund our one-to-one camper program for children with special needs. I mean, that program is already sold out and we opened uh, six days ago. Mm. Um, so, you know, the need to be able to fund that, to be able to staff it, to be able to bring in more kids, um, it's always that financial struggle and that balance of being able to say yes. and. Uh, you know, especially at Christmas, it's funny. It's it's cold now. It's winter now, but people are thinking summer, uh, and they're already thinking about what's next for their children. Um, and so, you know, the Tree of Hope being able to be one of those agencies that says yes back to us allows us to turn around then and say Why? yes back to those families when they need it most at Christmas when money is already tight. Talk to us about some of the programs, some of the things that go on. 
Well, primarily right now we've just wrapped up our athletic program. We have an extensive athletic program where we serve 25,000 youth within our community. And then beyond that, uh, as Karen was talking about, our summer programs are arguably the most popular um, with respect to the need and with respect to the planning. So here we are, uh, December 6th. Planning for the planning summer. Planning for the summer. Yeah. And as Karen said, our registration sold out in yeah. less than six days for our special needs program. So it shows there is that demand and that need. So as far as programming, programming is an ongoing event and we are continuously doing it, especially for our summer. Uh, and we're seeing success in the city. We're seeing the city uh, uh, turn the corner per se, but the need continues to grow, doesn't it? Oh, it, absolutely. And it's uh, we, we try to put our finger on why. Why is there always a need? Yeah. And we figure just when we we solve a problem or achieve and have some successes, we turn the corner and there's something else. And these aren't these aren't horrible things. It's just yeah. it's just additional like, challenges. Yeah. But. We sit back and we reflect. We've got it easy. We're not the ones with the challenge. We're trying to solve the problems. It's the families and the children that come to us for the ones that we really work hard for and want to. And it becomes a it's a vocation of ours to, to yeah. work and, and get to that point of service. What's it like to see the kids and their faces when they're at these programs and they're enjoying what you guys have put together for them? I mean, being able, it, it's across the map, and that's what I always say to people, you know, everyone thinks it's that special needs child um, that really gets the most out of it. It's seeing them being able to participate and have fun and enjoy, and especially um, at Marydale having the barrier-free facility, and we're also working toward that at our Camper Buff site. Um, being able to see them have independence and get around and experience the opportunities, but seeing other children learn how to interact and mm. see that, hey, they can do it. See that staff who, you know, um, I've had a staff who's had a really hard day who says to me, their parents do this 24-7. I can get through the next five hours, yeah, you know. Wow. Um, and then the parents who are that able to have home. peace of mind, yeah. you know, to send them off to us. And, and the parents feeling that success. You know, I didn't get a phone call today. They didn't get kicked, you know, mm. those those mm. phone calls and responses. So it's really a full circle being able to see the whole thing in action. Um, that's amazing. The Catholic Youth Organization, just one of the many charities that benefit when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Karen Harnett and John Spatazzo have been with us from Catholic Youth youth organization karen and john thank you so much for all the great work that you do thank thanks you. Scott. thanks jim we are broadcasting live from gore park we are lighting the chml christmas tree of hope you're listening to the scott thompson show podcast on 900 chml Another week can build a snowman Good afternoon. It is 4.50. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. On the vocals, it's Mixmaster Jim Carrier. From the Good Shepherd a Church up from St. Catharines just for this big event. Yeah. Glad you're here. Thank you. I'm, so, so I'm much always fun glad to, to be you. here. It's an honor. It's a, every time, I, every year I get an email from Rick and I'm going, yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. It's wouldn't great that it, you're here. It for the world. And, you know, I'd like to sit and chat with you and just see what you've been doing for the last whatever, but, yeah, but was, the show here, gets so, in the way yeah. and, and whatever. Anyway, uh, this is an opportunity for you to meet some of the uh, great organizations that are beneficiaries of the CHML Children's Fund and some of the organizations that help raise those funds. And there's lots of ways to, con uh, to contribute. Yeah, two ways, here or there. 
So you can come here and simple. contribute some toys yep. or uh, cash or a check, or you can do it there at a McDonald's location, any fire hall in uh, Hamilton, Burlington as well, or uh, any financial institution that's listed on our website, or you can even do it there on our website at 900chml.com. Who brought the Timbits? Do we know? I don't know. Wow! Well, uh, oh, you don't eat well. No, you don't not, eat during the show. Not while I'm eating. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be spitting on the guests if that happens, and that's never nice. And Susan, she just changed yeah. to the other side of the table now for some reason. Well, she's got that nice jacket on. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, and we, we would like to introduce you to some of the various uh, recipients. Let's bring in Susan Ripa from the Bob Kemp Hospice. She is with us now. Susan, thanks so much for coming down. We appreciate this. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Talk about the Bob Kemp Hospice, what it's all about, and how it benefits from CHML Children's Fund. So the children's program at the Dr. Bob Kemp Hospice has expanded. This is very unique. It's it very is. cool. Yeah, yeah, we've expanded quite a bit this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've started off with uh, Camp Keaton, which is formerly Camp Aaron Hamilton. Um, we've been doing that since 2013, and we've continued throughout mm-hmm. the last six years. Um, and it gives kids who have lost somebody, um, who've had a, a loved one die, yeah. an opportunity to attend camp for three days where we do regular camp activities, but also we have specific grief-related activities. And the importance of that is that, obviously, they feel connected to the other campers. They're yeah. not feeling alone. and around people that aren't afraid to talk about it yeah um so how did you how did you discover the need for this because again it's when you think of bob kemp hospice you think of the you know the the people who are going in and and involved in the in the in the programs and such but not necessarily the kids and how the families deal with this loss this is certainly hitting a niche isn't it absolutely so what happens is families come in and the person in the hospice is living out their last days Mm -hmm. um and but the family is there and they're needing support and yeah. sometimes parents come in and they don't know how to tell their children that yeah. their their mother or their father is dying or yeah. their grandmother is dying. Or, yeah. um, and so we help with that and yeah. we support the kids around that. Um, we run um, groups for children um, with parents as well as youth. So it's a concurrent children, parent, youth groups. Um, we also offer family nights where families can come and participate and it's light. We do activities like we've got our gingerbread event next Wednesday. Um, and it just gives people an opportunity to sit together. Why is it important for, for people who have lost someone to be around others who have? Because grief and death and dying is a hard subject and people are afraid of it. They yeah. don't want to talk about it. So they're finally in the presence of other people who will talk about it. You know, you say, oh, my dad died, and there's suddenly this line in the sand that's like, sorry to hear that, and they back away, right? Um, Or they say they understand when, in fact, they really don't understand. What advice do you have for those who are experiencing such a loss? And, and and how they can contribute maybe to something like this. How does it help if you've experienced a loss and you want to help somebody else that is? Well, I think that there are lots of different ways that people can, can support our endeavors. Mm-hmm. Um, monetarily is always good. Yeah. Um, but we also have volunteers who come in who participate all the time with us. We have a very robust volunteer uh, program. Um, we have visiting volunteers who go into the homes. Um, so we have a number of different options for people. I think um, when it, when someone dies, I mean, ch- children react differently. They do. You know, clearly, they, they react differently. 
but I think what you're doing is 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 unique in the sense that it it not only provides them uh, engagement with other people who are grieving, but also shows them that you know, if you will, that life does carry on. Yeah. That you know that that there's still a world out there, yeah. right? And that everything hasn't fallen apart, even though they may feel it has. Yeah. Yeah. And we encourage kids. So kids, we know, grieve differently than adults. And we call it puddle jumping. So they'll be in the emotion, but then they can't stay there. Yeah. So they're off playing games or they're giggling and laughing. And parents will come to us and say, they're not grieving. Yeah. Yeah. There's something wrong. Don't understand the process. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we call it moving forward because nobody ever gets over it. It's yeah. going to be a lifelong loss. There is loss. no solution. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, but moving forward means that you bring that person with you, with your memories, with talking about it and we support them along the way to to help them really move forward and be able to get on with their lives and it's the entire in a meaningful family way that has to go through this exactly it's, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, a, it's a learning process for every member of the family absolutely and like i've had mothers and and sons and the mother is a very emotional griever and the son is a very physical griever and they don't jive yeah. and the mother is he's not grieving and yeah. the son is i'm doing okay mom yeah. right yeah. and so it's about understanding my goodness what a uh, what great work you're doing there not only at the bob uh, kem hospice with those who are spending their last moments there but for the families which again is just another aspect of this whole thing uh, susan reba has been with us bob kem hospice susan thank you so much for all, all that you do and uh good luck moving forward with the new year it's been a pleasure. Thank you. If you want to contribute, how do you do it? Uh, well, here or there. So yep. you can drop by here uh, at uh, Gore Park where you're broadcasting live until 7 o'clock or out at any fire hall or McDonald's location in the Hamilton-Burlington area, or you can do it online, 900CHML.com. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. We are lighting the CHML Christmas tree of hope. Come join us. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900CHML. Feliz Navidad. You know what that means? Feliz Navidad? What it means? Yeah, what does it mean? Uh, it means uh, uh, my hands are cold. <laughs> it means pass my gloves. It's Spanish <laughs> it means, for pass it, my gloves. It means let me sit next to the heater, Scott. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Good afternoon. It is 506. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. It is the lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign, 43rd edition of. Yeah. And uh, Mixmaster Jim is with us, comes in for this event every uh, year, and we're happy that he does. And the website is, I guess, a good place to start if you want to donate. It is, 900CHML.com. You can just hop online through your device and uh, or your computer, your desktop. Do people still use desktops anymore? Yeah, they got the crank on the side. Oh, right. <laughs> or if you want, you can drop by here. You can do it right here at uh, Gore Park as we broadcast live right through until 7 o'clock. And the whole objective of this Blitz weekend, uh, obviously kicking off with the CHML uh, Christmas Tree of Hope and lighting that today, and then over the weekend at Lime Ridge Mall between 10 and 2 both days. And the idea here is to kick off the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign and provide you uh, with some information, really, on some of the great agencies that help us uh, help us help the kids by either raising money or, of, of course, some of the agencies that are beneficiaries of the CHML Children's Fund. Introducing you to the people 
behind yes, the stories the, the yeah. stories and really the people that do all the work yeah because yeah. we're just sort of the liaison between uh the people and the and the agencies yeah, we're just and sitting here drinking coffee and eating donuts so <laughs> and asking for good. money it's actually quite easy <laughs> Uh, but we're going to have quite a show uh, down here a little later on. In the 6 o'clock hour, we'll actually light the tree, the Ferris wheel. It's already lit, spinning around. Big Rude Jake is going to play. Playing, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a very cool night. And not a cool night, really, compared to some of the uh, events that we've had down That's here. Right, it's yeah. pretty bomby as compared. Bomby, yeah. So we'd love to see you down here. Or, of course, just hit the website for all the details on how you can give. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Gore Park, lighting the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, where are you working now, Jim? Since I'm you've left the Scott at, Thompson actually, Show and, and don't I'm want anything to do with at, us anymore. Uh, at Good Shepherd Church yes. in St. Catharines, Ontario. Good for you, Jim. Yeah, it's good to be Is here. it more rewarding than the Scott Thompson Show? Pardon? Is it more rewarding than the Scott Thompson Show? I think, I think everything I do in my life is rewarding. That is very beautiful, Jim. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much for yeah, that. Yeah. Do you want a hug? Well, sure. Oh, no, we don't have time. Uh, Bethany Pearson is with us from the Good Shepherd. Bethany, thanks so much for joining us. Much appreciated. Thank you for having me. It's a different Good Shepherd. We should point that out. Yes, it's yes, good it's not. It's Good Shepherd Hamilton. Yeah, and it's not a church. No, you didn't bring Bethany with you. No, exactly. I understand that. All right. So, Bethany, talk about what life is like at the Good Shepherd right now. Well, Christmas is our busiest time of year. We have many activities that are happening over the holidays that um, help spread the joy of Christmas to people in our community that are struggling with poverty. Why is it important that people give to the CHML Children's Fund this time of year? Why is it important and how stressful this time of year for your organizations to help keep up? It's, uh, it's like I said, it's our busiest time of year. Um, thanks to the help of the Children's Fund, we're able to provide a, a Christmas experience to a lot of families that maybe otherwise wouldn't be able to have one. We're able to help take the pressure off of those families at um, one of the hardest times of year for a lot of families in Hamilton. What's the response like when you see the families and them come together and and sort of take them to another place uh, outside of perhaps the normal reality of their day-to-day uh, life? How much of that helps them move forward? Oh my gosh, it's just pure joy. I mean, I think I think we all agree every child should experience Christmas and yeah. uh, and really you know get excited and, and have a nice meal and have a gift from Santa. And I I think that um, we're just lucky to be able to provide that to people. But it is a tough time of year. I mean, the need is greater than ever, and we we need the help of our Hamilton community to help us provide that to these people. You're filling you're filling in gaps here, right? In, like, so you're filling in social gaps and you kind of need the resources and the resources come from the people come from people who donate that's exactly right so you're heavily rely on that that's right i mean we have um 2600 households coming through our christmas marketplace over the next few weeks that's a lot of people um everybody who comes through is going to um, be getting food clothing each child receives a gift and it's a grocery store setting so they have that dignity of being able to go and pick out the own items for their family that's something that we do really differently at good shepherd what's it like during the day what's it like when people are there and it's all going on it must be a buzz of activity oh it is we kick it off on monday and uh and it's just amazing everyone comes out uh the volunteers are all there early they sing carols and they throw open the doors and everyone comes in it's amazing 
Uh, what would you say to those that are often wondering where their finances go when they donate to charities? How much, how important is it that people give this time of year, even throughout the hustle and bustle of the season? Oh my gosh, it's so important. And we know uh, it's a busy time of year for everyone. So so remembering to just take that time to donate and to um, help make a difference in the lives of other Hamiltonians, it's so important. People see the success of Hamilton in the last few years and how the city has sort of turned a corner, but these problems, they still exist, don't they? They absolutely do. I mean, we have our Christmas Wonderland dinner on uh, Sunday the 15th of December at the Hamilton Convention Center. We have 2,500 people come through to get a warm meal that day, and some of them start lining up outside at 8 o'clock in the morning for a 3 o'clock meal. Is it 2,500? 2,500 every year. Yeah, we have 800 volunteers that put it on. It's absolutely amazing. So You don't need to register for that, so anyone can come out and enjoy a hot meal. What are you looking for this time of year as far as contributions? Are you looking for just finance? You're looking for money? We're, we're always looking for financial donations, um, but our current needs at the food bank as well, we always need baby formula, baby food, diapers and pull-ups, canned food, fresh produce, feminine hygiene products. I mean, we can really use it all. Another area that we have um, a shortfall in is our sponsor family program. So what that program is, is we match up donors from the community with um, people staying in our different shelters or families that are using our programs. And they can actually purchase a gift from these families' wish list that goes directly to them. And this is a more personalized way of doing this. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, sponsors really like that. And this year we're having an especially hard time finding sponsors, finding enough sponsors for single women and youth. Mm. So, so we're really and youth is always help. difficult because people think of the kids and the younger kids and such, but they forget about the younger teenagers. That's right, but it's easy because they give you a wish list. It's not yeah. like the teenagers in your family. <laughs> so, it's much easier. All right, Bethany Pearson has been with us from Good Shepherd. Bethany, thank you so much for all the great work that you do, and thanks for stopping by and sharing some of the stories. Thanks for having me. How do we contribute? How do we raise funds? Oh, lots of ways. Uh, you can drop by here at Gore Park. We're here till 7 o'clock. Or you can uh, check us out online at 900chml.com, local fire hall, local McDonald's. Coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, we like to see HML Christmas Tree of Hope. The music has started, the band is playing, the festivities are underway. We would love for you to join us at Gore Park as we like to see HML Christmas Tree of Hope. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Six o'clock hour. We like to see HML Christmas Tree of Hope. The mayor will be here. Uh, all kinds of uh, stuff going on. Feel free to ride the uh, the Ferris wheel that's back there. You can see all the way down the down King Street with it. It's incredible. And there's lots of ways for you to give. This is our chance for you to meet some of the uh, agencies that help raise the funds and some of the recipients as well from the CHML uh, Children's Fund when you make a donation. And it all starts on the website. It does. 900CHML.com. You can uh, make a donation there or you can check out some financial institutions that are participating as well. If you can't get online, drop by here and say hello with a toy or any uh, McDonald's restaurant or fire hall in your neighborhood. All right, let's introduce you to uh, Celeste Taylor. She is with Hamilton Food Share. Celeste, thanks so much for stopping by. I appreciate it. Nice to be here, Scott. Hello, Jim. Hey, Celeste. Talk about Hamilton Food Share and what it's like this time of year and some of the challenges you face. For sure. Hamilton Food Share has been around for 30 years. We're the shipping and receiving hub for the Emergency Food Network, gathering 3.35 million pounds of food, shipping it out to 13 food banks and hot meal lines across the city. Currently, there's now 13,000 people coming to food banks every month in Hamilton, 5,000 of whom are children. 
Wow. We talk about the success of the city and how it has changed and, and, and turned a corner for all intents and purposes, but that need continues to grow, doesn't it? It sure does. Um, we just released our hunger count report not too long ago, and we reported a 10% increase in visits by children. This has us deeply concerned, and we know that a big driver of that is the increase in rental costs here in Hamilton. Yeah. It's just hard to make a go if you're trying to rent a place and you've got yeah. some kids, you know, bills to pay. Something usually has to give, and too bad that that's often food, so people have to go to the food bank, hot meal programs, just to make ends meet. I mean, there are people with jobs that are struggling, right? The working poor is struggling as well. Yes, there was a Feed Ontario report that came out this week. That was Ontario-wide statistics that about 27% of people coming to food banks actually have a job of some sort. Sometimes full-time, sometimes part-time, sometimes seasonal. But, you know, think about that. This yeah. is people working hard and still don't make enough to pay the rent and put the food on the table. And you talk about how long Hamilton Food Share has been around. When these agencies started, a lot of them were hoping it was all temporary. Here we are 30 years later still with the same uh, problems that we had 30 years ago. Absolutely. And you know what that is? Is There's amazing work done by very, very good agencies here and generous Hamiltonians. People who come with bags of food and who understand that, say, you support a place like Food Share for every dollar given, we're able to get $5 worth of food. We've got a big heart here in Hamilton. But there's also this huge need, and there has not been policy level change that you know affects the lowest income people in a good long time now right how is the challenge greater this time of the year because this goes on 12 months of the year with you guys absolutely well I think just for everybody you know your heat bills yeah kids need boots yeah. you know you want to be able to put on a bit of a meal for your family maybe the grandkids come over you know it doesn't uh, change just because you're low income you want to do all those things and make sure that your people are taken care of and last year's boots don't fit this year's kids right yeah. because they yeah. grow right oh, so the yes. clothes the snowsuits and the sizes are the sizes change from year to year, so and, the need is out there. And you pass them around, and we're not talking. You know, this is a group of people who are very low income, so even a used snowsuit or used boots are harder to come by. Yeah. And when you think about it, I don't know if you've been to the laundromat lately, for example. Expensive mm. soap, expensive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, buses, yeah. expensive. Basic everything, needs. Everything. Yeah. And so being able to have a little bit of extra food at Christmas is wonderful, but the most important thing that we do is to provide food throughout the year, the good basics that people need to make a meal. Is it better to uh, provide funds or food? We believe that giving comes from the heart. You know, Scott, whatever feels right for you and your family is what we encourage you to do because we need both. Yeah. The entire system needs as much food as we possibly can get. Yeah. I mean, we've had farmers pull up with four tons of sweet potatoes. We find a home for those in a week. Wow. Like, there's just no problem. No size donation is too big. And I would also say no size donation is too small because you pull them all together and we're able to do good things for the community. It's amazing, you know, where this comes from, where the contributions come from. Because again, you, you, whether it's people writing a check and sending money in or a farmer who pulls up with some extra produce to give you, that's amazing. It is amazing, and I would, you know, say that with Food Share, we're working a really large quantities now. Semi trucks of food are the day to day, and that's because we've got this incredible, incredible network of generous people who want to come together and do some good. We also don't want to see any food, you know, not be in the hands of people, people need, right? Yeah, so yeah, 
it's really exciting each day to see that. I would also say though that the need is so great out there in the community that right now we can't get enough food and we certainly can't get enough money to be able to provide that food. For every one dollar, like I said, we can get five dollars worth of food. We really stretch those donations as far as we can. And, you know, we appreciate the support from the Children's Fund, from CHML. You know, there's a long history, both of the financial support, but also keeping the word out there, you know, that we have a great community here and everybody can pitch in and help. Hamilton Food Share, just another example of who you help when you make a contribution to the CHML Children's Fund. Celeste Taylor, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Lots of ways to contribute. It starts at the website at 900chml.com. 900 You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, As uh, Jim mentioned, the band is fabulous. Big Root Jake. Um, If if you want to come down and check it out, these guys uh, stand up bass, kind of a jazzy uh, Christmas carol kind of thing. It's very cool. All right. uh, One of the purposes or the reason for the Blitz Weekend and uh, what we do today with the broadcast here at Gore Park and then again at Lime Ridge is to introduce you to some of the agencies that both contribute and receive funds when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund, some of the different organizations that you help out. We'd like to introduce you now to Patricia LeClaire. She is the Executive Director, Hamilton Children's Choir, and is with us now. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You have me. to sing your answer. That's it. <laughs> good luck, that. Good luck while Big Rude Jake's playing in the background, too. Uh, so talk about the Hamilton Children's Choir and what happens at Christmas time. Well, Hamilton Children's Choir is actually in its 45th year, Mm. celebrating 45 years of singing. Um, We have programs uh, for children ages 18 months to 18 years. And this uh, Saturday, we're having our winter concert at Ryerson United Church at 4 p.m. So if you want to come and experience children all ages singing, that's the time to come. And how does the CHML Children's Fund help you guys? The CHML Children's Fund has been great, very helpful for us since 2000. So uh, we are, um, uh, you know, a no financials barriers program. Any child can sing. We're not auditioned. So any child can join. And um, we funded this year over $40,000 worth of financial aid to kids to make sure that no one is prevented from singing with us. Tell us about the uh, 18-month That was my next question. (laughs) I had that written down. I'm very interested in that. Because, you know, I think this is a class I could participate in. (laughs) I think so. And probably at our level. Yeah, yeah. So we just started this new program. It goes from 18 months to three years. It's called Polka, and it is a mom and and little one program. It's a... Uh, and it's held on Saturday mornings. It's about a half hour. Um, so that's one of the newer programs we have, uh, as well as we have a, another group uh, called Calibro. Calibro, uh, all of our names are uh, Esperanto. That's, oh, yeah. They're named after a universal language that, you know, was speaking for uni- unity and peace. And uh, so we based it on that just because we felt that that was speaking to our sort of philosophy. Uh, we just also have another really good program that's looking for singers. It's Lads and Gents. It's a male uh, voice group that sings. Uh, they get together once in a month on Sunday afternoons. And uh, it's really for the changed voice. The guys that they can't sing, you know, the treble yeah. stuff, the high stuff anymore. Yeah. So it gives them a safe place to sing and enjoy themselves and uh, perform. So, Why is it important for kids to sing? Right now, and we hear it all the time on the news, is kids need a safe place to be, a sense of community. They're feeling very stressed, anxious, um, 
And so this is a great way for getting people future ready. Future ready, like any anything that they do in a form of a community will get them future ready. But singing for kids in a group makes you more mindful of who you're with when you're communicating something. Makes you more aware of your body and who you are and how you're sending a message. It means that you have to pay attention to everything around you. You have to be flexible because changes happen last minute. And as well, you learn how, you know, music theory and, and things. And the confidence. Confidence in anything. If you get your children into something, we think music is great, but there's other ways can really build uh, some kids' confidence. And, you know, we, we really need to keep working at that, you know. And again, uh, the Hamilton Children's Choir, just one of the organizations that benefits when you make a contribution to the CHML Children's Fund. Patricia LeClaire has been with us, Executive Director. Patricia, thanks so much for the time. Good luck with all the work you do. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you so much. And, of course, 900CHML.com. 900CHML.com to follow the links there. You'll also find a list of financial institutions that are also participating. They'll take your donation. You can drop by here at Gore Park here until 7 o'clock or any fire hall or McDonald's location. We are broadcasting live. In lighting the CHML Christmas tree of Hope at Gore Park. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Good afternoon. It is uh, 540. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. Big Root Jake is playing now. What a great band. Uh, great yeah. festive atmosphere down here. Mixmaster Jim is joining us. And there are lots of ways to contribute. It starts on our website at 900CHML.com. It does indeed. Just hop onto the website, 900CHML.com, make your donation there, or you can drop by here with a toy or any uh, fire hall in your neighborhood or your local McDonald's as well. And don't forget Blitz Weekend, so we light the tree today. Then Saturday and Sunday we're broadcasting live at Lime Ridge Mall from 10 till 2. We would love to see you there as well. Or, of course, just make a contribution uh, any way you can, as uh, Jim has mentioned. What we're doing is introducing you to some of the great agencies that benefit from the CHML Children's Fund, especially when you make a donation. And introducing you now to Shelley Faulkner. She is with the Afro-Canadian Caribbean Association, member of the Board of Directors, and is with us now. Shelley, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. So tell us about the Afro-Canadian Caribbean Association, what you guys do. Hey, um, well, ACCA, it's a non-profit um, charitable organization that was uh, formed in 1979, so uh, 40 years ago. It was really established to unite the Hamilton uh, black communities um, within um, the Hamilton area. Um, we do this through programs, community engagement and empowerment for all the members. Um, initially they found that uh, there was a, a lack of um, community support within support within the community. Mm -hmm. So they formed this organization to essentially help each other out. Um, we run programs for seniors, um, youth, um, programs, again, to empower the community. And what are some of the bigger challenges this time of the year? Because obviously you guys are, are, have these challenges 12 months of the year, but how is it different at Christmas time? Well, essentially, I mean, everybody is giving during Christmas, so there is a challenge in getting donations for things that we put on and for... Um, for our programs. Yeah. And is, do you find that the challenges heighten at this time of the year? The stress level heightens, people get more anxious, there just seems to be a different mood. Absolutely. Especially when you are in need. Yes, absolutely. Uh, again, when you're socioeconomically challenged, yeah. um, and there's that need there, so 
the stress and anxiety is definitely there. We see that there. And what's it like within the community to see this support and see people reach out like this? It must be great not only to give but to receive, not only to receive rather, but to give. Absolutely. Um, we see a, one, or I should say that a, one of the benefits of the of the giving um, we have a cultural uh, party for the kids and just the joy on their face uh, the kids that we see just being able to come out and, and enjoy an event geared directly to them their culture and of course the fact that they're children um, it's just it's, it's, it's awesome and do you feel the organization growing and the need growing as well um, absolutely um, we also um, collaborate with a food bank yeah. um, with uh, one of our board members versus a pastor and has a food bank so we collaborate with them yeah. and we have seen the need grow uh, within the community how well. important is it to have this organization to represent your community oh it's absolutely important we don't really see a lot um, of um, community organizations such as ours mm -hmm. and for CHML to reach out and really give um, give to, to them is, is heartwarming and it gives them a little bit of a hope if you will and it's amazing to give as well and we're trying here today to encourage people to donate to the CHML Children's Fund what does the fund mean to you guys how does that help you out well like I mentioned before um, just the fact that we're able to use these the funds mm -hmm. to, to to enhance the, our children's cultural awareness um, it's uh, priceless because um, otherwise you really don't see it and aware of who they are within the community so that stress is wonderful it certainly gives them a sense of identity and, and belonging absolutely yes Definitely. within their culture and the community as a whole sure yes, sure. yes. So if people are thinking about donating, what would you say to them today? How would you encourage them? I would just say give. It's really priceless. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Give us their names. Who are they? They've been behaving quite well while Mommy's yeah. been on the radio. Absolutely. Shallow and Christian. Say hi. Hey. Say hi. Merry Christmas. There you go. <laughs> All right, Shelly Faulkner has been with us from the Afro-Canadian Caribbean Association and a member of the board of directors. Shelly, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. And there's lots of ways to help out. There are, man. It's hard to hear yes. down here. The Big Roots Jake's rocking it out. They're rocking it out. It's a jazzing it out, actually. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. uh, plenty of ways to give. Uh, you can uh, donate online, uh, 900chml.com, uh, or you can uh, visit any McDonald's location, any fire hall. Uh, all weekend, actually, we're going yep. on at Lime Ridge Mall as mm -hmm. well. We have yep. some stuff happening there, too. Or you can drop by here tonight before we light up, light things up on the Christmas tree. It's amazing. Uh, this has been around, uh, this, the CHML Children's Fund, since 1976. Since then, raised $5.7 million for oh, well over 40 children's charities in and around the greater Hamilton area. And when you think of those numbers and over the course of years, how this has just continued to grow and grow okay. and grow, yeah. it's unbelievable. It really is. And we'd love for you to join us down here. Big Root Jake, great band uh, playing in Gore Park right now. It is a, fet a festive atmosphere, and we'll get even more so when we like the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. That's coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. We'd love for you to join us as we like the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope in Gore Park. 
You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Whether it's food, toys, cash, I mean, it doesn't matter. There's lots of ways to get Large donation, small donation, whether you're a big grown-up or just a little child, drop on by. at. Uh, we're here at Gore Park right through until 7 o'clock. You can make a donation at any fire hall or McDonald's location in Hamilton, Burlington as well, or online at 900CHML.com. And the reason for the Blitz weekend, which of, of course starts today with the lighting of the C- CHML Christmas Tree of Hope, and then at Lime Ridge Mall, is to introduce you to some of the organizations that help us raise the funds and some of the organizations that help us distribute the funds to various uh, families throughout, and, and specifically children throughout the greater Hamilton area. We'd like to introduce you to a guy who's been coming around here, I think, as long as I have. Dan <laughs> Miller is with us from the Salvation Army. Dan, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Much he looks appreciated. a lot younger than you, though. So. <laughs> He's just saying that because I made fun of his hack, didn't yeah, he, right. he, Dan? That's right. I mean, <laughs> Dan, you know, it, it, well, no, we won't get into the hack. <laughs> so talk about what life is like at the Salvation Army this time of year. Well, it's really busy. It's, it's busy, isn't it? It's terribly busy right now. We've just uh, finished doing a lot of registrations, and uh, the other day they came out and they told me that they had already registered 250 more families yeah, than okay. the year before. Mm. So the need is very big out there, and uh, it doesn't look like it's slowing down, yeah. And uh, but we're there to help anybody that needs it. Talk about some of the programs where some of these funds go. Well, most of the funds that uh, comes from here goes to help with our kids' programs, mm-hmm. which is our camps. You know, they're they're far off in June, but mm-hmm. uh, there's still something that's needed. It's letting kids get away from the yes. city and get to some place where they can relax but have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so the funds from the Christmas Tree of Hope go towards that as well. And what's it like for the families to have this experience that perhaps they don't necessarily get a chance to have? What's it? What is it? You know, you talk about the children, obviously, yeah. but even a relief for the parents. Well, that's true. Like the parents, uh, they got their kids at home all the time, especially during the summer. It's pretty tough. Yeah. You know, what do you can do with them? How yeah. can you keep them in, engaged? You don't want them out on the street. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want to get them engaged in some. So they get to go away for a week uh, to our camp and uh, enjoy. Some What's the fun. camp like? Talk about that. Oh, the camp is amazing. They have uh, from Swiss. Swimming mm-hmm. on the lake uh, in Simcoe to uh, climbing ropes and mm-hmm. uh, w- the climbing walls, you know, and then just doing a lot of fun things like campfires yeah. and sing-alongs and then lots of other games and sports that they can get involved in. You talk about the demand increasing. Uh, we've talked about this earlier on in the day as well. The city's progressing. You can see that things are, are getting better. Uh, in Hamilton and have been over the last decade or so, but yet the need keeps increasing. Yeah, yeah the need keeps increasing. There's lots of different reasons why. Yeah. You know, split families mm-hmm. and uh, two incomes that are now split and trying to survive, rents and everything else yes. that are increasing. And, you know, in the city, the city's growing, but mm-hmm. yeah, everything's growing with it, including yeah. the cost. Yeah, everything's so going up. It's costing a lot. Of Talk about the kettle campaign, because th- yeah. this is probably the most noticeable, most recognizable thing that Salvation Army does. Yeah, it is. It's our, it's our biggest PR thing that we're yeah. actually out in the community doing, and it's our mm-hmm. Christmas kettle campaign. And we're in 57 different locations throughout the city yeah. um, with our kettles. And we never put them out unless somebody's standing beside it and yeah. saying thank you and hopefully giving a little cheer to the people that donate. And uh, it's a big need. And we have a 410,000 target in Hamilton this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing quite well. I think as of yesterday, we're about 150,000 mm-hmm. a few weeks to go. Yeah. So we're not doing bad, but uh, we always have a big need. 
Uh, Salvation Army, one of those organizations that we've heard about, we recognize, does that help or it's still always difficult to try to raise funds, does, is it not? Yeah, it's always difficult to raise funds, but uh, you know, as long as you're doing good work mm-hmm. and people know that, the things that you're doing and it all goes to that work, yeah. Uh, yeah. every dollar that's put in those kettles, we make sure it goes right to the ministry to help with those needs. So as long as you're doing that and people realize that and know that, then the donations come in. You've been doing this a long time, Dan. What keeps you going? (laughs) A lot of coffee. (laughs) Hey, we have some Timbits. Oh, no, they're gone, aren't they, Jim? I just drove in from London (laughs) to get here in time. So, yeah. So, uh, sorry, did you have something you want to say? No, 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 no. you're doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you so much. So when people see the Salvation Army logo that they've seen for so many years, where do the funds go? What, what, talk about the breadth of, of, yeah. of, of work that you do and have done for yeah. many, many years. All the funds go to serve in the community that's donated right. into whatever ministry is. And we have so many ministries in the city of Hamilton. Our community and family services, where are the Christmas hampers and everything goes to it. The dollars from the yeah. kettles goes to that to give that good Christmas. But we have Homes for Unwin Mothers in Grace Haven. We have a Lawson Ministries program, which is for those with developmentally challenged autism center those places that's where it all goes mm. but then we have the shelter yeah. of course on york street our shelter it's and this full 12 all months the of the year 12 months yeah, 12 of months of the year yeah. all year round now, Dan, scott, no, sorry, go sorry ahead. Uh, scott was saying that, that one of the recognizable signs is are the kettles and the malls yeah. but if you're out in the middle of the night mm-hmm. one of the recognizable signs yeah. are your are your food your yep, food trucks truck. which is great yep. the, and they'll soup, be out there every trucks. night yeah, out there tonight. All right, you can help out uh, by contributing to the CHML Children's Fund, the Salvation Army, just another one of the organizations that benefit when you make a contribution to the Children's Fund. Dan Miller, thanks as always. See you next year. Thanks, Thank Dan. you. All right, Hello. and if you want to contribute, 900CHML.com is the place to do it. If you're on your device or at your laptop or your desktop, or you can drop by here uh, before 7 o'clock or any fire hall or neighborhood McDonald's. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. We are lighting the CHML Christmas tree of hope you're listening to the scott thompson show podcast on 900 chml don't forget uh this weekend lime ridge mall saturday and sunday we'll be there broadcasting right. live yep. the whole crew from 10 until 2 both days and again another opportunity for you to join us there and contribute or through the various uh means that jim has uh explained and uh, again the situation and, and what we're trying to do is just to make you more aware of where your funds go when you make a contribution to the chml children's fund and we've been introduced you to some of the 40 plus children's charities in the greater Hamilton area that over the uh, well since 43 years I guess have enjoyed 5.7 million dollars that you have helped us raise for the kids so we thank you very much my goodness a man just gave us fifty dollars just uh, throws us fifty dollars right here on the table which is incredible box Ben you want to take that or right there perfect there Uh, so we're gonna keep going here let's introduce you to another guest and another organization that benefits when you make a contribution to the CHML Children's Fund like to introduce you to the president uh, Rob Underhill of the HFA Varsity Tie Cats he is with us now thanks for taking the time Rob much appreciated tell us about uh, the Hamilton Football Association's Varsity Tie Cats tell us about the program itself Okay, so the HFA, the Hamilton Football Association, it runs in two streams. Uh, the first stream is a what we call the minor stream, and that's the junior tie cats. Now, that age group that you're looking at, eight to thirteen, yeah. uh, they run a development program in the spring and a rep program in the fall. 
Uh, Carche Shields, he uh, oversees it all. He does a fantastic job. Um, that's really when kids start to get their first look at tackle football. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about the basic fundamentals, the basic building a foundation. When you talk about hard work, you talk about teamwork, you talk about effort, and you talk about all those kind of qualities, right? That That's kind of what Carche does with the minor side. Now, I kind of oversee the varsity side, and the varsity side is ages from 12 to 18. And what we do there is we just build on that. We build on what Karche starts in the mind and we try to build on it. Now we start adding things like leadership, accountability, responsibility, and all these other kind of qualities and skill sets, right, that these kids are going to need, not even just for football, but for, for their life. And, and any team sport is like that, and football is a great example of that. Um, I got a son who's dying to play. Uh, I took him to a Ticat game this year, and I don't know what it is about this year. He's 12 years old. He just ignited with this and wants to play tackle football. And I'm talking to a lot of the different parents, and they're concerned. And I want to clear the slate here and, and because it's all in how you're coached and how you play this game. And it's important for the kids to learn that, and that's what you guys are doing. 100%. And our organization, we're very accountable to those type of things, and we look at the concern of the parents and the community with respect to uh, injury and those sort of things. And now every single one of our coaches is a safe contact train, right? So we're not putting, we're making sure that they go out, the kids go out it's there. It's learning the how to tackle, how to do it. 100%. Yeah. And what we also do, Scott, is we limit the reps. Yeah. We limit the reps of hard contact and we do more stuff of on air fitting up and just yeah. getting ourselves in the right position. Yeah. And I think that's now gone from the days probably when we played football yeah. and it yeah. was like, let's get in a line and just run at each other, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, talk about how uh, the Children's Fund helps your organization and what you do to reach out and help those. Yeah, 100%. So you guys are great. I mean, the organization is awesome and you know, you really give us an opportunity to do some really great things. So on the varsity side, like I was mentioning, we're third, uh, 12 to 18 years old. Um, we play in a competitive league in the OPFL, which is the most competitive league in rep football. Now, we understand the economic situations across Hamilton and how it's very vast. Yeah. And what we, what this, the money and the donations allows us to do is it allows us not to turn away any kid. Mm. So we have, we have someone who's in need. We establish that need. You know what what they need to be able to play, right? And we're able to give them give them that money back and have them play. And, and the looks on their faces and the looks on the parents. And sometimes it's the fact that. They can't believe that someone's reaching out and helping yeah, them out, right? It's, yeah. it, it's unbelievable. So you go from, from 8 to 18. Is that, you know, can, can a kid join midstream? Oh, 100%. So it, it's all based on age groups. Yeah. So there'll be like uh, an 8 and 9 age group, 10, 11 age group, 12, 13. It, it usually goes by two-year increments. Yeah. Uh, so at any time, someone could join our family, and you know, we're, we're more than welcome it. And not just and not just children. We also say volunteers as well. Yeah, that's right. It <laughs> takes volunteers. Ticats had a great season. We won't count about the great cup but man that's got to help uh keep kids interested in this it it totally does and when we created this we thought that you know uh what a better uh logo or brand to put ourselves Mm -hmm. behind something that's enriched in tradition and and rooted in the city of hamilton and that that's what we want to be we're about not just about football we're just about the full experience as well so talk about the advantages you know you talked about the kids that maybe don't get a chance to play then getting a chance to play and somebody showing that they care about what they do and, and helping them develop uh, and such, but what's it like for these kids to be involved in a team sport like this? Oh. I remember playing high school football all through, and honestly, I think it kept me in school playing sports this way. But just the camaraderie of having, you know, a bunch of people like that with the same common cause—it really does build character, doesn't it? One hundred percent. And it's like it's like you look at it, and you say you got all these players are surrounding you, and yeah. they're rooting for you, and they're they're making you accountable, right? And they're holding you to a standard, and it's it's fantastic. And 
you get all these other sports and uh, kudos to them but I really tell our kids yeah. you got instead of having five or ten other players around yeah. you you got 50 60 exactly. players around you and yeah. Yeah. these are not these are guys that you're gonna grow up in yeah. whether it's Catholic public whether yeah. you're yeah. you know just on the borders of Hamilton or whatever yeah. it's these are contacts these are bonds these are friendships you make that are gonna last not just now but yeah. it's gonna last an eternity and I'm great I'm guessing too that you know when you're playing in the league and then once you start going through the school system you're running into all kinds of people that you played with over the years as well especially through high school teams and such you know what it, it is unbelievable I had an opportunity to watch uh, one of our local high school games and uh, the rivalries are intense yeah, yeah right? it's something yeah. but it's funny because yeah. now we run these uh, rep programs in the summer and the spring yeah what happens is after the game the although the games over the the only all the, all the uh, uh, pent up energy's over. Sure. They're shaking hands, hugging each other because they have those relationships they built yeah. through the spring and the summer. Yeah, right? they know people from playing football a long time ago. It's, it's amazing the way that yeah. works. Uh, you know, we talked about giving people a, a chance to play who who don't necessarily get a chance to play. How difficult is it to get people interested in the program, or is it they want to play? They just see the economic disadvantage that they that they're in. How do you get them involved with the game? Yeah, I know it, it's tough. I mean, we what we do, and especially as a, as a rep program. Right, we try to identify uh, a lot of a lot of youth that are athletic and good at the sport, or really have a keen interest in it. Yeah. Um, and once we do that, right, I mean, it, it, we I mean we're looking at, at pure talent and ability, and, yeah. and want to. And then, then after that, we, we find out that there could be a financial situation and right. maybe a need that you know that they are worried about or they can't you know they don't want to come forward with. And we we find that out. We really try to assess what their need is, and and it's not a situation, Scott, where we're going to go uh, right out and we're going to you know cover yeah. their whole registration. But yeah. we look at their need and what they can contribute. Yeah. And then what yeah. we're able to do is help them with the other end of it, and it allows us to spread the, yeah. the donations yeah. and the money out along a lot of different families. And in the end, the the goal is just to get everybody playing. Oh, one hundred percent. What about volunteers? You talk about the volunteers and and how important is that to an organization like this you know people think well we have to do this to contribute or that to contribute there's lots of ways to help out isn't there, there there's tons and i know i got to give a quick shout out to a couple of our key volunteers uh jennifer barb and monica i mean they do a fantastic job at all the levels of football uh, within our organization um but i look at volunteers in general and it's it's uh it's tough finding volunteers yeah. i mean uh, it, and and I understand it because, I mean, you're there, you're at a game, you want to watch your son play, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the last thing you want to do is worry about where the water bottles go yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Everybody but else's kid, that's true. You're right. That's and tough, it, yeah. and I, I always find that it's the it's it's the smallest things that make the biggest difference, yeah, right? And it's, yeah. and as, as you know, we have all these different jobs and all these different opportunities to people help, for people to help out. And uh, it's one of those things where nothing's menial. Everything mm -hmm. is, is, everything small piece just builds on top of everything to make it important. And so, sport just takes that one opportunity, that, 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 that space and time just to pull them away from the reality for a bit and give them something to work through as a common goal. Yeah, you got it. And for some, for some of the parents, it allows them actually spend time with their kids yeah. in that, in that kind of moment with them as well and kind of share that experience. We take that for granted. Don't we, we do. Really, we do. And then, you know what? It. Usually it's too late. By the time the yeah. kids are off to university, then we realize we missed it, right? <laughs> Empty so. house. In, yeah. So how many volunteers do you? Per year. Well, I mean, we have we probably have a core of maybe eight to ten volunteers across the whole organization, not including coaches. Okay. Coaches' staffs are huge. Uh, you're probably looking at probably across our organization. You're probably looking at about close to eighty coaches. Yeah. Wow. Right, and they're all volunteers as well, yeah. right? No, like, and then we have uh, the ones that help out with administration, registration, and then we usually have what some parents get involved year uh, yearly uh, game day stuff or practice stuff. And they're able to help a hand when they can. 
whether it's whether it's helping provide a barbecue or it's working a gate at a game, but they like to get involved sometimes. So and we appreciate that and so much. Sports such a great deviation, you know. Of you know, a lot, a lot of people trying to help with funds or with food or with toys or such, but you you forget whether it's music, arts. We were talking to earlier. Sport just brings out that element in the kid. Oh, one hundred percent. And when you when you make it a big experience, yeah, right? It's kind of yeah. like. And everything, and people see the good in it, right? Everyone yeah. gets kind of gets sucked into it, which, uh, which and is really some, neat thing to see. And there's some skills that, that, that are transferred into everyday life, oh, yeah. like, like teamwork, like the the, uh, the concentration, the focus, the the planning, that not just the physical aspect, but there's a lot of a lot of, of mental things going on, and, mind and, things yeah. going on too, right? Jim, you're right. Yeah. Sometimes that's even bigger than the athletic portion because yeah. we know that yeah. the athletic portion ends quite quickly in life, right? And there's <laughs> other skills, right, right, that you develop that kind yeah. of take you into the future. So, yeah. uh, Rob good. Hill, sorry, Rob Underhill has been with us, president of the Hamilton Football Association Varsity Tie Cats, and of course, the Varsity Tie Cats just one of the organizations that benefit when you make a contribution to the CHML Children's Fund. Rob, thanks so much for all the great work you do. Thanks for showing up today. We appreciate. This. Thanks, Gonjim, Thanks, and thank you for everything you guys do. Thank you very much. Thank you, and lots of ways to tribute. There are lots of ways to, to the website. Uh, you can drop by here. We're still here for uh, about 44 minutes. Uh, we're going to light at the tree in about 15 minutes or so. As soon as the mayor shows up, we'll do that. And you can uh, donate here, uh, bring by a toy or a cash or check, or you can donate at any McDonald's location, fire hall in your local neighborhood, or online at 900CHML.com. We would love to see you down here at Core Park as we light the CHML Christmas tree of hope you're listening to the scott thompson show podcast on 900 chml the president is in our midst of the uh, children's fund is right here and so the, security the, is here as well the great thing we've about, all been frisked the great thing about this uh, event and the blitz weekend is it gives us a chance to introduce the listeners to some of the great agencies and recipients of the chml children's fund uh, $5.7 million over uh, since 1976 has been raised yeah. and given to uh, 43 or so different charities, children's charities, throughout the greater Hamilton area. I think we'll area. hit $6 million in our lifetime. First off, let me say, uh, hi, guys. How are you? Oh, it's look, nice it's, to be here. It's Jeff Story, Jeff Story president, president of the CHML Children's Fund. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Good, I, good to see a, you. Thanks. You, you guys, too. And, Jim, thanks for coming out. Oh, uh, that's it's always awesome. a pleasure. Thank always you for nice inviting me. we got to get him another show. Here. He's just chatty, chatty, chatty. Never stops. <laughs> Clearly, he misses the race. Radio. I do, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been a great day, and you know what? The weather's really co- uh, cooperated, yeah, too. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, we've had colder and snowier days here, so this is mm. good. It's hard to believe this all started back in 1976, screwing light bulbs into the tray over there by the uh, yeah. CIBC, and look where we are now. I was in high school. Were you? I was three years old. Um, <laughs> yeah, why the, did you even go there? But the Jeff? reality is, you know, Don Luzzi, our longtime yeah. general manager, you know, he was the brainchild of this, and uh, it's our job to keep it... Uh, moving forward so you know 43 years pretty special uh we'll be hitting that six million dollar mark very very soon uh and i know we've talked about it multiple times on the on the air today but with the realtors auction yeah. um, that big event eighty-seven thousand five hundred and one night yeah unbelievable so yeah. a special uh, shout out and thanks to all the realtors that were a part of that uh, special night it's amazing how those guys just keep uh, upping the ante every year every year they just make it bigger and bigger and better and better it's incredible scott they when just they, meet the challenge hey when they surpassed seventy thousand last year i thought that was amazing and yeah. then they knocked it to the park with 87.5 this year but again you mean that's an amazing partnership it's been going on for over 30 years yeah. Yeah. so you think about it, that in business when you can have a relationship Relationship that long, that's that's unbelievable. It doesn't probably happen that often anymore. And that's a fairly large increment. I mean, from yeah. seventy to eighty-five, eighty-six thousand. That's you know, that's it, it not sure like is. five five thousand bucks. And a we year. can help that's a lot of kids with that fifteen absolutely. plus k. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Um, 
since we have the president here, give us a little information, a little backstory into how this all works. When a children's charity comes to the board for the first time, what's the process? How does this work? How do you decide? Well, it's difficult. We as a board sit in the boardroom. Obviously, there's 11 members, and we all have to we dissect it. People sign up as far as trying to get dollars from us, and then we have to sit and we have to figure out who we're going to allocate to, which organizations, and then how much we're going to, to donate to each organization. And as you guys know, you're well aware, we donate to over 40 organizations. So there's a big pile of money there, and we have to really determine who deserves what. And it's a very difficult process, but i got to be honest, it's also exhilarating to be a part of it. The, the thing that I find fascinating, too, is it's not only giant organizations, the ones you would think of. It's these really small organizations that offer these little niche services that's pretty cool. Small, medium, yeah. and large. Yeah. Sort of like Tim Horton's coffee. Yes. You can get whatever you want, but we deal with organizations that deal with thousands of kids, and we also deal with organizations that deal with tens or dozens of kids. And the, uh, we were talking to, I heard uh, uh, Rick earlier talking to someone from the Baby Depot. Again, same sort of thing where they just take used clothing and they found this niche and off they go. Yeah, and you know, if it's not for the funds that we donate, sometimes those projects will not go ahead. Uh, I think we're going to head to the stage right now in the festivities of lighting the tree. We know you got to run, Jeff. Right. Uh, Thanks, Jeff. We'll head up to you. the Thank stage you. now. We're lighting the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. Energy 95.3 Christmas Tree of Hope. We are thrilled to be broadcasting live at Gore Park once again. So great to be seeing this large of a crowd, and it's so great to be able to look out and see a Ferris wheel at Gore Park, people enjoying some hot chocolate, some wonderful toffee, and waiting in earnest for the mayor to flip the switch and the lights to come on on this gorgeous tree. Now, the event is not only an opportunity to enjoy some live music. How about a hand for Big Rude Jake? What a band, eh? Food, Santa Claus is in the house as well, lights in the core. It's also a great example of the spirit of giving of Hamiltonians and those who need a little more joy this Christmas season. It's such a special time of the year, and all of you are helping out in that regard. Tonight is a fun time for all to celebrate the thrill of the holiday season, but it's also an important time to boost the Operation Santa Claus toy drive as well. Thanks to everyone who has donated thus far. We're accepting donations of cash and toys at our broadcast location just down the way up until 7 tonight. And uh, this you know, spirit of hope is brought to life with the beautiful lights that we're about to see, the decorations that have been installed by the city of Hamilton. It's hard not to feel excited about the season with them twinkling around us. Here to light up Hamilton with hope and good cheer is Mayor Fred Eisenberger. Thank you very much, and uh, welcome to downtown. And uh, well, I want to congratulate the downtown BIA for putting this uh, together and our Culture Division, who uh, each and every year pulled put a, a lot of effort into making this a uh, interesting dynamic space over the Christmas holidays. How do you think it looks? It'll be even better when we turn the tree on, of course. And uh, we want to we want to thank CHML for their ongoing uh, Christmas Tree of Hope. They do a terrific job of uh, raising, uh, making sure that we get gifts for all the kids in our community. So when you uh, go to the CHML. Uh, location down in the uh, west end you know every time I go there the whole ground floor is filled and then I come back it's empty and then they fill it up again so many people are being generous in our community to make sure that everyone has a Christmas so thank you for all that good work I do want to do a shout out to the International Village BIA down there near Ferguson Landing they're doing uh, rides and they've got hot chocolate and events are going on there as well and of course the uh, the Maker's Market down the street here <coughs> will be going all weekend. 
and the Ferris wheel and everything else that's down here will be going until uh, December the 23rd. So you can come on back and enjoy all of these great uh, lights and festivities when we're there. So on that note, we're going to uh, light up a tree. Where did you go, Rick? Did you leave me alone? All right. Okay. So we're going to count it down from 10. All right. Are we ready? Okay. I want to hear all of you. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Woo! Wow, that looks absolutely amazing. The holiday fun doesn't end here, folks. There's lots of reasons to stick around. We have the Christmas market just behind us, the Ferris wheel as well. Uh, the toffee is outstanding. The lights look amazing. And Big Rude Jake is going to play for the rest of the night. So enjoy the rest of the night. Thank you for coming out. And, yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML. This is the Scott Thompson Podcast, available on Apple Podcast and Google Podcasts or wherever you get yours. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss a thing. I'm Scott Thompson, and thanks for listening.